7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Well, hi there, everybody. Welcome to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide, radio for humans. This, the November 22nd, 2019, Jesus Christ, this year. <laughs> uh, it's It's been eventful, but it has gone by so fast. It is just unbelievable. So I thought having Trump in the White House was going to make our lives a lot longer, but I don't think so. Uh, yeah. But anyway uh welcome to the program rain from four freedoms blog washington dc the beltway bureau of the swamp hello this year this year of our lord 2019 Man. is actually um 2074 yeah it's the year of uh, uh the dark lord satan uh <laughs> I just, but i can't believe we're like at the second half of november already yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, we're it's it's Thanksgiving is less than a week away. Ah, uh, yeah. Tomorrow is uh is pre Thanksgiving. It, it, well, here I'll get into that in a second. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, Steamtown. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Steamtown. And just for the record, I'm already be I'm already a casualty of the war on Christmas. Uh oh. Oh gosh, what yeah. happened? Christmas is winning. It's just winning. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know that. You know that five hundred pound uh, garland I bought last year. Oh no. Oh yes. Yeah, did you lose I had to a, put it up. Did you lose a limb? <laughs> Almost. I fell off, <laughs> off the ladder. Oh, oh no. my God, Joe. Are you okay? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a short ladder. It was that. Eh, ladder it was a step stool okay still you fell did you you sprain your ankle yeah i fell backwards because (laughs) the hardest part is the center the center weighs about anywhere from six to seven tons yeah right and (laughs) and i got it up against the right above the door where i thought it was hooked and let Mm -hmm. it go and it wasn't oh so you got came back down on me yeah, you got, and, you got uh, clobbered, clobbered by a shrubbery. A shrubbery! I got, that's right. I was rolled over by Christmas. Oh, ow! That's okay. Quick trip, trip to the hardware store. A drill. Oh, I thought you were going to say hospital. A, <laughs> no, no, and a massive, and a massive hook. Okay. And it's up there. That's, that's not going I don't anywhere. think it's coming down now. 
Maybe uh-huh. you should get maybe you should get a bungee cord that runs all the way over your roof and hooks onto the back of the house. And that, would help. Yeah. that would help. Yeah, that would help. A hoist would some, also help me at least get it in some, place. Some carriage bolts. Uh, uh, yeah, get I a can't com- believe get a come along. Just you know, I can't, <laughs> a yeah, winch. I can't believe they make these things so heavy. You know, I, wow, Jeez. wow, I'm oh. wow, Joe. I, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I learned too. how to roll when you fall. I, seriously, you, you, when you said just a quick trip to the hut, and I was just like, I know, hospital, <laughs> quick trip to the emergency room, <laughs> set my arm, came right back, got it up, <laughs> and re- remove wreath fragments from your, your, <laughs> yeah, your from chest your cavity. So. <laughs> yeah. I didn't Lord. know that you put your Christmas stuff up this early. Oh, I usually. Um, we have we we one of the there's a big local Christmas garden center up right around the corner from me, and they come and put our tree up every year. Oh, and, wow! And well, it's yeah, it's and um, they're always booked. I mean, they put ten, fifteen trees up a day. So oh. uh, we got them. We got them to come and uh, they just take it out of the box, set it up, make sure all the lights work, sure. fix any lights that aren't, aren't there. I mean, it's part of their thing when they sell you the tree and everything. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, they. I usually we, next we did it early in early in October <laughs> to get beat the rush. Oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm an early, I'm an early decor, I'm an early decorator. Okay. Usually by by uh, Veterans Day, I'm all up. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, the if you don't decorate early out in Scranton, you might not get a chance to. Well, um, that's the problem. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, you know, you're gonna or or you could probably just stand on the snow to to hang it up, hang it up. You know, no, instead of getting that's stuck not an it. option. You know. But, That's uh, not an option. Well, I'm glad you're okay. I'm sorry to hear that you're you've fallen victim already to the uh, the war on Christmas casualty. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, but you know what? Uh, wait a minute. Are, we're not allowed to say Christmas anymore, are we? Oh no, we are now. We're allowed to say Christmas now, now that yeah. now that uh, yes. fat sharding liars in the White House. Um, yeah. So today's been a hell of a week for Fat Donnie. Uh, we're, we're going to get to that momentarily, but I want to, I want to talk about, uh, something you remember, you, you know, we've been talking about this, uh, for a while and, and you know, and I, I predicted, and if I am wrong on this, if I'm wrong on this, um, I'll eat Donald Trump's notepad. Um, so, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Now I'll get Sharpie poisoning, but uh, I, I made a prediction that the that next year, uh, be best. Be best has three pillars. Will expand to four pillars next year. Um. So, but I, I really hope it just stays with tree pillars because tree pillars is a lot funnier. And vaping, vaping is the thing that they're going to add. I, <laughs> I, 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 I am convinced that the fourth pillar will be vaping. If not. <laughs> You know, because, I mean, again, this is something that, you know, Melania can look at and point to and be like, the children, you know, I can't even speak as poorly as she can. The um, children, the yeah. children need not to be the vaping and the such. Well, the children. Maybe they're, maybe they're vaping red Christmas trees, do you think? Oh, they could mm-hmm. be, I, you know. 
if you peel them. The best has three peelers. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Oh. I just read that these these oils that you vape into your house, you yeah. know those things you plug in and they come with all these healing oils. Sure. Mm-hmm. That mo- most of them are toxic, especially to dogs. Yeah. Yeah, well. I've heard about that. Actually, so so it's, those red Christmas grease. tree oils, oh, they have to be deadly. Yeah, it, it's like a, it's it, I, from what I understood, it's like the vitamin E oil, but it has other things thrown in there that makes it really bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, the the thing is, the thing is, you know, it, don't is, mix tree peelers with your vitamin E. No, you oil. should. The best has tree peelers. It would be best no. not to do that. Um, and the it, but here's here's the thing. How is it that the FDA or, or, or whoever is, you know, whoever, how is it that over the last several years uh, under Trump's watch that vaping has gotten so out of control? I mean, you know, because we, we've got, uh, you know, uh, Mitt Romney and, and Trump and, you know, oh, Kellyanne Conway was there. Um, her husband's been saying <laughs> things about her. But, uh, you know, and they, they sat down with people from, you know, different vaping companies and they're like, you got to stop selling, you know, selling these, these flavors to children. You know, they're getting the children hooked on nicotine and it's just terrible. Well, how is it that things got so out of control? This was not an issue four or five years ago. It was just not. It was, you know, I, I mean, it... <laughs> Well, I, and now it's out of control and now, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's like, oh, okay. So now we're going to go to the companies and we're, you know, and it's just going to open up a black market for this stuff. You know, uh, I mean, the, the, there's, you know, jewel, I guess that, well, le- but let's listen to this bit of audio that, because, uh, this is jewel, by the way, is, op- is owned by, um, uh, Philip the same Morris? company that owns Marlboro. Philip Morris. Yes. Yeah. Um, so here's Romney talking about this and just get, oh, oh my, he's just getting really heated over this. Oh, oh. How about the children? Yes, sir. We've got almost 6 million kids addicted to nicotine. And they're getting addicted to nicotine because of flavors. 66% of the kids addicted to these products are saying they didn't even know it had nicotine in it. Mm-hmm. They thought it was just a candy type product. It's a, it's the flavor that's drawing the kids in. It's a health emergency. I salute the fact that Juul has said, we're taking these products off the market because we care about our kids. The kids and the adults, and the adults have access, the adults have access to menthol products through Juul. They have a, 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 a tobacco flavored products, but putting out, putting out cotton candy flavor and, and, and what is it, unicorn poop flavor. I mean, that, 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 look, this this is, this is kid product. Uh, we have to put the kids first. Unicorn poop. Yeah. You heard it right, yes. folks. Unicorn it poop. Makes me laugh. Uh, this is not a funny situation, but it makes me no. laugh to hear Mitt Romney say unicorn poop. Well, uh, he always thought his shit was ice cream anyway. Oh, that's true. Vanilla. White unicorn yours. poop. <laughs> Uh, there you go. Serving up some unicorn poop. So here, here's my thing. I mean, it's out of control because there's no government oversight on this. Uh, you know, they, they, I, I don't know if it falls under the FDA's purview. I don't think this government knows. 
you know, and to be honest with you, in in th- you know, and now it's just everywhere. The devices are everywhere. You know, it's like the la- when I I bought an e-cigarette um, 10, 12 years ago, something like that. And, you know, it was locked up behind the counter, uh, you know, and, you know, uh, if, if I hadn't have been uh, 18 or older, I wouldn't have been allowed to buy it, you know? And, and now it's just, like, they're just fucking everywhere, you know? You know, you can buy them on, you know, kids can just go buy them online, uh, you know, wherever. Um, so, uh, you know, to me, uh, this, this seems like... Uh, a problem that could have been avoided if somebody had said, Oh wait, let's slow down. You know, cause you know, the, the, the last thing I heard out of fat, fat boy was, you know, Oh, uh, children are getting sick. They're getting sick. Like, okay. There's a lot of people getting a lot sicker from a lot more things than vaping pens. And all of a sudden this is, you know, because Melania looked at it and pointed at it. You're gonna make this a little pet project to, uh, you know, make her thinks like, you know, feel like she's important, or and probably because Baron got caught. Uh, we're <laughs> speculating. Many many people say that Baron's a vapor. Uh, he likes a he likes a healthy plume, um, and so it, I just find it laughable. I just find it laughable. It it is a problem, but. How did it get so out of control? And now, you know, and now that it's a big problem, all these small government Republicans are like, oh, something's got to be done. We're going to write a paper about it. We're going to talk to the, the companies. Oh, my God. You know, and, and there, you know, and then, then you've got the vaping community out there and there are people, there are adults and they're like, we like the fruity candy, wacky flavors. You know, uh, it, it's it's just annoying. It's just annoying. It's it is a problem. It's not our biggest problem in this country. We have so many bigger problems than vaping right now. But you know, it, I just don't understand. How did it get so out of fucking control? It's not the 1950s. It's not the 1940s. You know, you know, nine out of ten doctors smoke Camel cigarettes more than any other. You know, uh, you know, it's not the Flintstones selling Winston's on the TV. You know, <laughs> Joe, Joe Camel's been gone for 30 some years. It's, it's, it's nonsense. Vaping is not a major so, corporation. Vaping with, is, a, with, yeah, it is. Jewel is a huge company. With. It's Philip Morris. Oh, I didn't know it was Philip Yeah. Oh, what do I know? Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, so. He just wants to attack something. Well, no, they're just, it's Melania. I'm convinced of it. It's just Melania being stupid. Anyway, Susan wanted to j- chime in on that. Um, but she didn't know, know, she didn't know Philip Morris was involved. So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I, you know, uh, good job. What a crusade for the children, Mitt Romney and Mm -hmm. Donald Trump and Melania, all you other fucking morons. Seriously. Remind me how many, remind me, excuse me, but remind me how many we're going to crusade for children. Remind me how many children were killed in mass shootings last year. Oh, oh, well, you know. Guns are much in safer the, than vaping. The year before. Than vape pens. Yeah, yeah. Well, vaping pins don't kill. Oh yeah, People yeah. That's right. Them in, kill. That's right. You know, I mean, yeah. what? What? You know, and there you go. That's the perfect analogy, Joe. 
it's like, you know, oh, well, vaping pens don't kill people. People kill people. You know, I mean, yeah. it's it, it, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's like, you know, it, it's such a minor problem compared to, to, like you said, mass shootings. And, you know, they're not going to budge on that. And guess what? If somebody vapes, that's their choice. If somebody gets mowed down by a psychotic conservative. <laughs> right. That's only the psychotic conservative's choice. Exactly. So, but... Uh, but yeah, but at least we got this out of Unicorn it. poop. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I just, I just think it's, it's, it's an embarrassment. These guys are just, you know, it's like this, this is, oh, what a problem you're tackling. Good job, conservatives. Wow. You're so special. How many, how many, remind me how many Ukrainians were killed in that little pause and aid we had? So that Donnie could, you know, play his little game. Mm-hmm. That yeah. didn't seem to bother anybody. No, no. At least one person was killed, and, and uh, a lot of other people were injured. So, so yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, Rain. Uh, oh, did Rain? Did you leave to get your food? Are you back? Rain uh, might have gone to get her food. She got a defective pot pie. And, and then she had to order Chinese. So it had, the problem was it had the pot in it. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was all pot, no I, pie. So, I don't mean the good stuff. <laughs> no, not even. No, it's actually like not even like, the good stuff, like no. an actual cooking pot. Right. So some pot metals. Um, right. So, uh, uh, but uh, you know, I, I just uh, to to me this is. It, it oh god, it's just pathetic. It's just absolutely pathetic. You know, Mitt Romney's sitting there looking all serious. Oh, oh. And then I guarantee to you, once once impeachment gets to the Senate, he's going to be like, oh, I just don't see it, my friends. You know, he'll 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 sidle up with uh, flimsy glam. So you know, presidents are people, my friend. Oh yeah, yeah not this and not this and. He's a he's a he's garbage wrapped in skin. Uh, so, uh, but anyway, I hope everybody's been having fun watching the impeachment uh, uh, this week. We're gonna get to that um, shortly. Uh, but I'm Rain, back. are you? I'm back. Oh, you're back. All right. So I I, I, I told everybody about your pot pie disaster. So oh dear uh, God. <laughs> I just said you had a defective pot pie. So. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we, we're kind of just wrapping things up about the vaping and, you know, what brave, brave conservative warriors have stepped up to help the children. Brave, brave Sir Unicorn Poop. Yeah. Brave, Unicorn brave Sir poop. Robin is going to save us all. Yeah. Oh, God. Brave Sir Romney. So. Yeah. Unicorn brave Poop. Yeah. <laughs> brave. Bravely bold Sir Romney. Rode forth yes. from Salt Lake City. <laughs> In his colored underwear. <laughs> In his magic <laughs> underwear. <laughs> yeah. He was not afraid at all to point at Philip Morris. <laughs> um, yeah. What a what a what a lowly lot of dirtbags. I, I just oh, uh, yeah. And they were so serious in there in that little cabinet uh little cabinet meeting, mm. whatever that was, with yeah. all the 
They're so serious. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, heavens. Heavens to Betsy. Why, you know, and, and here's the thing. Why were they given the luxury of having, you know, this meeting in the White House? Why didn't, you know, why don't they, they, they take him to Capitol Hill and, you know, and question them? Out in the open, oh, you know. Because they're owned by Trump? Pathetic. I'm sorry. Is that no, uh, no. Or, or you know, the other the other part of it, I really do believe, is that I think that Trump is trying to use this as a diversion. Uh, you I, know, I, I I think you're right. Uh, I know you're right. You know, I mean, but you know, what a petty, tiny little vaping. dumb thing. No. no, he really doesn't care about vape. I mean, he really. He, I don't think he knew what vaping was until about no. six months ago. And I don't, well, I'm not sure he knows now. And I, I'm not yeah. sure if I'm not sure if you were here when Joe mentioned it, but you know uh, they, they don't care about all the kids who die in mass shootings because guns don't kill people, but oh, apparently exactly. vape pens kill people, right? I'm surprised Infowars didn't say that all those vaping deaths were red flags, false flags, yeah, false flags rather. Don't yeah. give them ideas. Oh well, you know what? I haven't heard from Infowars in a while. Uh, They're all actors. They're all actors in the hospital. Oh yeah, those two yeah. Because yeah. To, to me, this whole vaping thing, and I'm sorry, I was away for a few minutes, but this whole vaping thing, you know, if you want to discuss vaping, then let's discuss cigarettes, right? And and, and people who listen to the show and people who have met me know that I smoke, and I don't need to hear how bad smoking is. I know smoking is bad. Yeah. But vaping was supposed to be um, a less dangerous way to to for adults. Here's the mm-hmm. thing for adults to get their nicotine. I've tried vaping. Yeah. I stopped it I because too. it actually made my cough worse. Yeah, I tried it, it a really long time did. ago and I didn't like it. But, but um it, but I, that's I, I, it, I mean I don't understand an unregulated situation. Yeah. There. And they're like, Oh, we'll take away the the candy flavors now. It's like you know so adults don't like candy? You know, I mean, just fucking nut up and put an age restriction on it and, and you know like tobacco or alcohol exactly. that's all you, all you have to do simple if it contains nicotine or if it's a health hazard be- or have the fucking FDA test this shit before uh-huh. it gets out there you know or or you know I mean I would say yeah I would say it falls under the purview of the FDA it or should. Surgeon General Surgeon, you know, I mean, do we even know where a Surgeon General is? It's Doctor oh, Johnny, isn't it? I, I don't know. It's probably, um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, is there a more laughable doctor than that? Um, so, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, the, get the Surgeon General involved if we have one, <laughs> or acting Surgeon General. I'll assume. <laughs> I don't think we have. I think we have a Surgeon Corporal. Oh, okay. So yeah, uh, or a butcher general. Um, like that. But yeah, so I just th- this is all just absolute utter horseshit. Uh, they don't care. They're putting on a show. Uh, you know, if they cared about kids, they'd go after the NRA the way they're going after you know the the to the vaping companies, and they're not. They never will. And mm-hmm. and if they were serious about it, you know, Mitt Romney would would take it up in the Senate and try and you know, uh, I mean, well, you know, or, or take you know, 
seriously, just some but kind of hearing. The other thing some is, kind of hearing. That... Put these guys, put yeah. these guys out there, and and grill them. The other thing is that you know they're talking about the kids. They keep talking about the kids. The people who have died, it is because. I would say a good 90% of them, I don't have the stats in front of me, the people who've died from vaping have died because there have been, you know, crap vaping things that have made its way on the market. Mm -hmm. Really crap stuff. Because there's like, like no like, regulation. No regulation. And then the next step is, and I appreciate what Juul is doing. I appreciate mm -hmm. what Juul and whatever the other companies that are, I appreciate what they're trying to do. But kids aren't dying. It's adults. Oh, so we have suggestions for uh, 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 Surgeon General Doctor Doolittle, Doctor Demento, <laughs> uh, Doctor Phil. Okay, who's that other asshole yeah. doctor that, so that had a the TV point show? Is that it's adults have died. If they really yeah. care about the people who are dying from vaping, it could be Doctor Bernstein. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I tell you. I Remember signed him? this letter. Yes, that was Trump's original doctor. <laughs> yes. Uh, Could be. So anyway, all right, we're going to go ahead and go to the break a little bit early. Uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, seriously, put an age limit on it. Republicans, stop dragging your ass and stop pretending like, you know, because it's like you can say, oh, we're small governments, molestless regulation, her killing small businesses, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, there's a problem because we didn't regulate it. Now you got a bigger fucking problem. This is why this is why good government is better than lazy government conservatives. You fucking knuckleheads. No, oh no, no. But you know, it's like it's almost like they want to create these stupid little problems so they can look like they're really doing something. You're not doing shit. You're not yeah, doing I think you touched shit. Bingo. You, you touched on it before. If they were serious about this, what they would do, instead of having investigations into the Bidens, they could hold hearings in the Senate with witnesses from Juul, from experts in, from medical experts. Yeah. Craft a bill after you're here, after you're here from all the witnesses, craft a bill and pass it. It could be called the Romney unicorn poop bill. So. Or I should have magic. Or I sharded in my magic underwear, Bill. There you go. Unicorn poop. Uh, I made that right before the show, everybody. Right before the show. So anyway, uh, break time. No green, no green news report tonight, even though I wouldn't be playing it in this break. Um, but yeah, they're uh, Brad and Desi. Uh, if I, I want to know how much audio they recorded from the impeachment stuff. So I'm scared. I don't know where to start. <laughs> so I've got a lot of audio here, folks. And there's a lot of stuff that came out. Obviously, we're, we're going to have a lot of things to say about what we feel uh, and think is going to happen after this. But yeah, so uh, let me go ahead and, um, you know, I'm just going to play. I'm going to play that, that lovely song by Macaroni um, for Mitt Romney and his uh, unicorn poop. Unicorn poop. <laughs> so anyway, we'll be right back. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally I get a jerk like you here. So thank you. KennyPick.com.
what you play when you living with stress This is what you play to get shit off your chest This is what you play when people got you fed up This is what you play when you just don't give a fuck This is what you need when your car breaks down This is what you need when there's traffic all around This is what you need when you just walk in And catch your fiance with your best friend what you play when you get laid off and find out that your final checks way off this is what you need when you run out of weed or your baby mama tripping with your firstborn seed this is what you need when them ends don't meet this is what you need when you fighting in the street this is what you play when you all the way through this is what you play when you say fuck you fuck this is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air if you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. This is what you play if your boss is a jerk. This is what you play when you on the way to work. This is what you need when you come up shoulder or at the drive through when they fuck up your order. This is what you play when you waiting in line. What you play when people wasting your time This is what you need when someone breaks your heart And says me and you we need some time apart This is what you play when you got dirt on your shoulder This is what you play when the police pull you over This is what you need when you just can't stand it Every time you do right they take you for granted This is what you play when we in a recession This is what you play when politicians don't listen This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you Metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. 
except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Hello, listener. I have a very special offer for you today. Are you interested in listening to a group of middle-aged white people talk about geeky subjects once a week? Very refreshing and new, I know! Me and my friends at First Table Gaming enjoy having roundtable discussions on important and intelligent dumb shit. For example, why doesn't Magneto just use the Earth's molten core to put us all out of our collective misery? Can he even control lava? What is even in lava? How can anyone actually know what the core is made of? Does Wonder Woman have a favorite color? Find out more about this useless information by listening to the Lunatic Parade podcast. We stream every week. Catch us on Fridays at 10.15 or Saturdays at 7 Eastern Standard Time here on Indie Media Weekly. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they killed Kenny, you bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime. It is showtime, and you know, I'm I'm so sorry. You know, I, I, I just found this article, um, Surgeon General... Surgeon General uh, says e-cigarettes a growing health threat to nation's youth, um, and yeah, this is a, you know so so I was wrong about uh, the Surgeon General not getting involved in this, and uh, it says the U.S. Surgeon General is calling uh, e-cigarettes an emerging uh, public health threat to the nation's youth. In a report released Thursday, Surgeon General Vivek Murthy in 2016 said this. Said uh, the, uh, Vivek Murthy acknowledged a need for more research into the health effects of vaping, but says e-cigarettes aren't harmless. Uh, too many teens are Wait, using them. He said them. this in 2016. 2016. Vivek okay. Murthy said this. Vivek Murthy is was replaced by Trump. He didn't get to serve his full four years as Surgeon General. 
but they never do. Uh, they, and of course, there was an acting uh, Surgeon General after him, Sylvia Trent Adams, and now it's Jerome Adams. Um, husband Any and wife relation? Surgeon General team? I don't know. Uh, but you know, and, and you know why I remembered this, and of course, welcome back, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Swamp, the Bubble. Hello, happy Friday, everybody. And Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Uh, Joe, do you know why I remembered? Uh, why? Because what, how I remembered this, um, you might not have been watching at the time, but Rhett and Link had Vivek Murthy on Good Mythical Morning on YouTube a few years back, and he was giving the warning about it. There's an episode of Good Mythical Morning where they talked about this. Wow. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I, oh, I'm, I didn't fairly, see I'm fairly certain um, that he was on there talking about vaping. Um, that would have been before my uh, Rhett and Link time. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, but yeah, he, uh, let me see if, uh, if I can find the episode. Um, but yeah, he, uh, I'm fairly certain he went on to talk about that in 2016. But, But, you know, I I really feel like vaping is something that could be good for people who don't want to inhale smoke. It really needs to be regulated. And it needs to be researched. Yes, yes. I mean, you know, uh, but yeah, it says, uh, he said, uh, the leap of use in e-cigarettes between 2010 and 2015 was striking, he said, going from a negligible number in 2010 to about one in six high school students who use an e-cigarette in the past 30 days in 2015. So, you know, so this has been... That, you know, so I guess you know. Good job, good job trying to erase every everything that uh, uh, Obama did. You fucking idiots! Now look what happened. God, these That's people are I, stupid. I will, I will say this: this is something I do wish that the Obama administration had gotten ahead of. Yeah, I, I'm saying it. Hey, Robert Palmer was ahead of it. Let me tell you. Well, Robert Palmer. Yeah. Did you get to love Robert Palmer. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of vaping blues. Oh, you heard it. Nice. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. You did. But, you know, on the other hand, no, and you're you're right about that, Joe. I, but on the other hand, I don't think that. I mean, here's the thing. I I feel like I'm an adult. We're all adults here. Um. So as adults, you know, you get to do what you want to do. I, Vaping companies went after kids. As you they know, Philip Morris bought yeah. the Juul company, and sure. they, they didn't always. take nicotine out of that those products. Well, and you know, states didn't have any laws to say we can't sell vaping products to kids, even though it was with nicotine. So I feel like we need laws that ban nicotine. Really ban them. Not you know chewing tobacco or cigarettes. Yeah, you know I. Nicotine I, needs to be banned for kids under eighteen, and here in Maryland, it's under twenty-one, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll, there's the article right there. Here's an article from Gizmodo, April twenty-second, twenty twenty-seventeen. Anti-vaping Surgeon General has been abruptly replaced. Duh! Oh, now there's a problem. God. God, you people are so stupid. 
you Trump cultists are the fucking worst. Just the fucking worst. You know, no, and he's, he's gonna also re- pretty bad. I mean, he had this meeting today, and this was what earlier this week. He yeah. reversed his his statement. I'm going to ban vaping, and then he said, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to ban vaping. And now he's got all these people sitting in the room in the White House who are, you know, tobacco lobbyists. Yep, here it is. Here it is. It's the vet. I was right. That's exactly what he's talking about. He's showing vaping pens on there and everything. Uh, so, yeah, if you guys want a good introduction to Rhett and Link, uh, there you go. Uh, bookmark that video, uh, Good Mythical Morning, and uh, and watch that. That's when we had, you know, a responsible uh, Surgeon General. Um, so, also a responsible federal government. Uh, yeah, a, a, a responsive federal government, you yes. know. So, um, uh, you know, this one, you know, if it's not responsive, DNR, man. Put a fucking DNR in the Trump administration, please. Um, uh, mm. Do not resuscitate. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, yeah. uh, so, uh, anyway, all right. Let, so, I, I, I just, that was sticking in my craw over the break. I was like, wait a minute. That's right. Vivek Murthy, he was going after it when I started talking about the Surgeon General. We did have some other... Other uh, uh, good uh, options from the chat room for Surgeon General under Trump. Doc Ock, Dr. Octopus, was a good one. Uh, Dr. Smith, uh, Dr. Giggles, Dr. Fibes, <laughs> Dr. Death. Uh, so, uh, Doogie Hauser. no, he's too good. Doc Brown, 1.21 gigawatts. Um, anyway. Dr. Who? Doctor, well, yeah, depends on which doctor. So the, well, the first one, the first one. No, we'll have to give him like uh, Colin Baker. So ah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> they can have Colin Baker. They can have Colin Baker. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Colin him. Baker, your doctor kind of sucked. Um, so uh, it's sort of dead, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so a uh, little, look, little too uh, uh, flashy. So anyway, um, let's go ahead and uh, get to the some of the audio from this week. I want to start with, uh, as much as I don't want to, it's important, um, uh, is uh, Sondland, um, what's his first name? I didn't even bother putting his first name down. Um, you guys remember Sondland's first name? Gordon. Gordon. Gordy. Oh, I was going to go with greasy or slimy. Gordy. Gordy, old, Gordy old Gordy, Sondland. old Gordy Sondland, aka uh, um, Uncle Fester without the charm. Um, He's yeah. Seriously, you put some black grease makeup. Something you forgot to throw out. Puts put some black grease makeup under his eyes, and he's like the spitting image from uh, uh, who was it? Jackie Jackie Coogan? Is that who played yes. him? Yes. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, Gordy. Sorry, Jackie Coogan, but yeah, this guy, you know, they, they're doing a reboot. Well, I guess it's yeah. Never mind. Yeah, here, here's a part. Yeah, it is. It is, and his his voice wouldn't be good for it. Uh, so here's Gordy um, with part of his opening statement, uh, and he's talking about the three amigos who were uh, moving at the direction of Rudy Giuliani, Secretary Perry. Ambassador Volker and I worked with Mr. Rudy Giuliani on Ukraine matters at the express direction of the President of the United States. 
We did not want to work with Mr. Giuliani. Simply put, really? we were playing the hand we were dealt. We all really? understood that if we refused to work with Mr. Giuliani, we would lose a very important opportunity to cement relations between the United States and Ukraine. So we followed the President's orders. Second, although we disagreed with the need to involve Mr. Giuliani, at the time we did not believe that his role was improper. As I previously testified, if I had known of all of Mr. Giuliani's dealings or his associations with individuals, some of whom are now under criminal indictment, I personally would not have acquiesced to his participation. Still, given what we knew at the time, what we were asked to do did not appear to be wrong. Third, let me say, precisely because we did not think that we were engaging in improper behavior, we made every effort to ensure that the relevant decision makers at the National Security Council and the State Department knew the important details of our efforts. The suggestion that we were engaged in some irregular or rogue diplomacy is absolutely false. I have now identified certain State Department emails and messages that provide contemporaneous support for my view. These emails show that the leadership of the State Department, the National Security Council, and the White House were all informed about the Ukraine efforts from May 23, 2019 until the security aid was released on September 11, 2019. All right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this stuff the National was, Security yeah, Council part, I hope we get to return to that comment. Well, talk about it now, if, if you want. Because I, I, the, they'll well, probably be... Go ahead. Well, here's the thing. I know we have a lot to discuss, but when he said the National National Security Council, basically he said they were on board. Was it yesterday we had Fiona Hill? Fiona Hill? Yeah, Fiona Hill. And who basically uh, David said Holmes. she Yes, and she basically said she was not on board until no. she realized that this was dictated by the White House. Yeah, uh, I, so, I do. Yeah, I have. I, I find have it some, interesting yeah. that he gave that testimony before she gave her testimony, because mm -hmm. he's basically saying everybody was on board when that wasn't the case at all. Well, I'll well, tell he you wasn't what. Exactly forthcoming. No, yeah. he wasn't. I I think that Sondland gave really amazing testimony, and I also find Sondland to be greasier than um, I don't know. One of those greasier than a grease ball made of grease. He danced uh, around it so that, uh, you know, he implicated who he wanted to implicate, but uh, kept like he was at on, on the fringe of it all. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, he, well he, Joe, that's a really good point. He's, he did try to pretend that he was on the fringe of it all, but he also went on to say that this was, this was what they were supposed to do. Yeah. I, it, it's slippery and it's slimy and it's really, really filthy what he did. I, I was blown away by his testimony. 
but towards the end of the day, I'm like, you keep, he, he felt like a guy that was sort of tap dancing. What he did was he realized at some point before this, when he, when he revised his testimony and prepared his opening statement, he was like, I got to do everything I can to make sure I don't go to jail. I believe that's what he did. Um, because, uh, you know, he threw everybody under the bus, but at the same time, he was, you know, still trying to maintain Trump's favor Yes. with the, oh, I talked to Trump right after he talked to Zelensky and he was like, you know, and, and we'll, we'll get to that later because Trump was screaming that the other day, uh, from his notes because, you know, you got to take notes and write things down twice to remember to say it twice. Here's the thing, Trump, when you write something down and you want to say it twice, when you write something down and want to say it twice, here uh, from a songwriter's point of view, when I write something and it needs to be repeated in the song twice, I put X2 beside it. How about that? X2. That means times two. You say it twice. What? No, because that means times two? What? Yeah, times two. Do you write it with a Sharpie, Ken? No, I never, ever, ever write with Sharpies unless it's on a storage box. <laughs> I mean, th that's what I use Sharpies for. Storage boxes. Not right. Oh, my God. If he put yeah, X2 prefer... next to his notes, he would read the note first, and then, then he'd say X2. X2. He would say X2. Yeah, 2 Corinthians. No quid pro quo X2. X2. Yeah, so here's here's a Sondland. Sondland. Yeah. Sondland is the guy who in the beginning of his testimony was more than I'm not a note taker. I don't yeah. like taking notes. I don't like reading emails or text, you know, text messages. When when I read text messages, if it gets too complicated, I want to just get up on the phone. Now, when I heard that in his testimony, my spidey sense went up and I was like, "Wow. So you're a guy who just wants to cover shit up." You're Peter Tingle. Interesting uh, little story when 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 um, I don't have a Peter Tingle, but I know we discussed this. <laughs> Go ahead. When Trump Go, first real saw quick. when Trump first saw Fiona, Fiona Apple, uh, <laughs> <laughs> somebody somebody actually referred to her as Fiona Apple. It was Tim Apple. Was it, was, well, he he met with Tim Apple uh, yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so. when when he saw Fiona Hill, mm -hmm. he he thought she was the secretary. Yes. I can't remember where. Yes, he thought, yeah. I mean, really. Wow. I mean, Tim Apple. Yeah, well, he's, he's, he's a fucking idiot. And he was referring to uh, uh, what's, her, what's the uh, uh, ambassador he, that they ran the smear campaign against? Uh, Yovanovich. Yovanovich. Uh, he was calling her the woman today on Fox and Friends. That woman. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, anyway, here's another clip from Gordon Sondland, um, uh, about how Rudy was pushing the quid pro quo. As I testified previously, Mr. Giuliani's requests were a quid pro quo for arranging a White House visit for President Zelensky. Mr. Giuliani demanded that Ukraine make a public statement announcing the investigations of the 2016 election DNC server and Burisma. Hi. Mr. Giuliani was expressing the desires of the President of the United States 
and we knew these investigations were important to the president. All right. Now, another part of his uh, testimony uh, that isn't included here, but Fiona Hill will address um, uh, later, is that you know he he says that I didn't make I didn't connect the dots with Burisma and and Joe Biden or Hunter Biden. That's bullshit. Yeah. He he's bullshit. saying that he might have never addressed it back in the day at any kind of meeting or anything like that because he knew what it was about and he was just keeping his greasy little mouth shut. So if he never acknowledged that's what it was actually about, he couldn't be implicated. And that's exactly what I think he he did here. Is that I think you're oh, right. I had no mm-hmm. idea. Oh heavens mm-hmm. to Betsy, I had no. They were all talking about it. And Everybody was in the loop. So he knew, because here, here's his next clip. I know that members of this committee frequently frame these complicated issues in the form of a simple question. Was there a quid pro quo? As I testified previously, with regard to the requested White House call and the White House meeting, the answer is yes. Mr. Giuliani conveyed to Secretary Perry, Ambassador Volker, and others that President Trump wanted a public statement from President Zelensky committing to investigations of Burisma and the 2016 election. Mr. Giuliani expressed those requests directly to the Ukrainians, and Mr. Giuliani also expressed those requests directly to us. We all understood that these prerequisites for the White House call and the right White House meeting reflected President Trump's desires and requirements. Within my State Department emails, there is a July 19th email. This email was sent to Secretary Pompeo, Secretary Perry, Brian McCormick, who is Secretary Perry's Chief of Staff at the time, Ms. Kenna, who is the acting, pardon me, who is the Executive Secretariat for Secretary Pompeo, Chief of Staff Mulvaney, and Mr. Mulvaney's Senior Advisor, Rob Blair a lot of senior officials. Here is my exact quote from that email. I talked to Zelensky just now. He is prepared to receive POTUS's call. We'll assure him that he intends to run a fully transparent investigation and will turn over every stone. He would greatly appreciate a call prior to Sunday so that he can put out some media about a friendly and productive call no details, prior to Ukraine election on Sunday. Chief of Staff Mulvaney responded, I asked the NSC to set it up for tomorrow. Everyone was in the loop. It was no secret. Everyone was informed via email on July 19th, days before the presidential call. As I communicated to the team, I told President Zelensky in advance that assurances to run a fully transparent investigation and turn over every stone were necessary in his call with President Trump. All right. So that was the one where we were all like, holy shit, he just threw everybody under the bus. But then his testimony morphed throughout the day. Mm-hmm. You know, and his lawyer was like, "Oh, we need to get going early because he's got to catch a flight." And you know, it was just, yeah. it was just, it was, it was really smarmy after that. It's like, okay, it seems like you're a real ally of justice here, but then all of a sudden no. he starts f- flipping every which way. It's like, yeah, he threw people under the bus, but he's trying to, 
you know, still, like I said, keep Trump's favor. And yeah, he, he threw he did. under the bus and then he called an ambulance. Exactly. Yeah, he, he, he was, he was, I don't know, I don't know, he just seemed like an ultimate, like, mob guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how else to put it. He just seemed mobbed well, up. He's real estate. He's in real estate, and he has hotels and stuff like that. So tell me that he's not greasy like Trump's greasy. You know, which is great. People were going on Yelp, giving him one star. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm still pissed off that he decided he was in charge of Ukraine while they were busy trying to get rid of Yovanovitch. Who was actually yeah. our diplomat over there, our ambassador over there, who was actually she, fighting yeah. corruption. She's not playing games, and she and she is absolutely not a partisan, too, because she said, you know, she, I, I cringed a couple times because she actually gave some credit to a couple Republicans that were grandstanding that I, I, I didn't think were sincere at all. Um, and she actually gave him credit for, you know, their statements. And I was like, oh, well, I guess, you know, you're, it's, it's true. You're not, you're not partisan. You're saying things we like and you're saying things they like. Um, yeah. and, but, uh, but I, I honestly felt like, uh, I, I forget who it was. One of, uh, one of the conservatives like gave this Im- impassioned plea about, oh, how there's violence. And he, of course, the only violence he brought up was, uh, you know, violence against uh, 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 the that the the crazy Bernie bro that shot up the the game. You know. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I think that well, I can't remember the guy's name. It was white a guy, hair. Definitely. Yeah, white hair. I don't remember who uh, remember his name either. But um, but yeah, and she like gave him credit for that, and it's like, oh well, thanks. That's that's real keen and everything. But he framed it in a totally partisan way, and you're saying that. That's good. So that you know that that was a little irritating to me, but you know I get it. I get it. She didn't want you know she 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 gave him credit from where he was coming from. That's fine. So, but but yeah, you know Sondland, Sondland is a scumbag. Oh, he is. He absolutely is. And Trump loves him. Trump loves him because after the opening statement. He said it absolutely. There was a quid pro quo. Everybody was on in the loop, but then yes. the Trump phone call that he brought up after the right yeah. after the Zelensky call, and we'll we'll get into that when we come back from the break because I have Trump responding to that, and that just fucking made Trump's day. And of course, all the conservatives out there were like, "It's over! It's over! It's over!" Just because he said this one thing. Except for the other ten people who were like, "No, you fucking did wrong," you know. So, including Sondland, who said it, but then after talking about you know not taking notes and getting on that phone call with Trump, ugh, so irritating to me. So anyway, um, yeah, we're gonna continue this when we come back. We'll be right back with uh, lots more. Sorry, Joe, uh, to to kind of steamroll there, but. Uh, we will continue this when we come back. It's better better that we're getting the Sondland shit out of the way. There's only one more Sondland <laughs> clip, but it's a Sondland it's a it's a good one. Yeah, Schiff Schiff uh, uh, kind of led Sondland into a bit of a trap. It was awesome. So mm. uh, anyway, let's go ahead and run to the break. We'll be right back with more. Turn up the night right after this. 
Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com This is Indie Media Weekly Radio. It wasn't uh, different, that was for sure. For those who dare. Wow. IndieMediaWeekly.com This is so cool. It's cool. Wow. And now, on with the show. Unicorn poop. <laughs> Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, t- some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And the impeachment hearings are done in Congress. We're talking about that for the rest of the evening, and uh, but before we get to that, I'm excited. Tomorrow is going to be my third clam bake of 2019. I'm. Uh, we decided since uh, uh, Dad, uh, we always like to get together and have Dad up uh, for you know Thanksgiving, usually the weekend before or after because that always works out because you know we go other places. Um, and I like cooking for dad. He likes me cooking for him. So that's good. And Susan's siblings will be coming over. Uh, her brother won't be coming over until later. Uh, but, uh, her sister and the boys and, uh, her sister's boyfriend's daughter, uh, she's like nine or 10, uh, she'll be coming over. And so tomorrow, uh, I'm going to be doing my third clam bake. This one's going to be a little more Thanksgiving themed. Uh, I'm going to be doing regular potatoes and sweet potatoes with the, chicken clams kielbasa and peppers and all that stuff and susan's excited and you guys should be too because i'm making turnips in the steamer so (laughs) and um and also i'll be making my stuffing using what the clam broth clam and chicken broth to be fair so that's going to be delicious and uh of course we'll uh uh, I forget what else. There was something else, a little Thanksgivingy, I was gonna have, but yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be good. Uh, um, I'm and, actually uh, surprised you're not using turkey. Um, uh, no, <laughs> no, everything up, Ken. Just I'm no, sorry. just no, <laughs> just no. <laughs> okay. I'm so I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean the chicken comes out so great, and I was planning on making chicken for Thanksgiving, and of course that's rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble, the Swamp. Welcome back. Hi everybody, sorry for interrupting. That's that. okay. No, no, no. I, I, I was getting a little long-winded, and of course Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back to you as well, sir. I would never interrupt your clam yeah. bake. 
Oh. And I, I, we were <laughs> able to find. Rude. We Jelly. found you're just you're just a rude. We a found rude sweet group. corn. We found sweet corn too, but it's of course in those packages that it's like three dollars for four ears, you know. Um, that's but the husks are. You got to yeah, splurge. Yeah, you know. I mean, I was surprised it was in the store when I went to get it. I was like, and it looks like good bicolor super sweet corn. So I'm excited about that, and. Um, but no, so we're going to be doing that. Uh, I'm excited. Even if it's cold, I don't care. I love using the, those steamer pots. Then I figure once it's all done, you know, I bring it all in. I'll just put it on a burner on the stove to keep it slightly warm. And then, you know, dish things up out of those pots. But, um, yeah, so I think it's going to it's gonna work well. And, um, uh, but, uh, and, and for the kids, I'm making my world-famous homemade chicken nuggets encrusted in doritos oh how about that so wow. chicken nuggets are like the easiest thing to make they really are so um uh, you know you, all you have to do is like put chicken in a food processor put a, like a little bit of onion and milk in there and that's it you know and just roll you don't have to even have to do like the flour and egg and everything like that just roll them in breadcrumbs or like i said i'm doing doritos so um so i think that'll be good they just bake them so oh but anyway well, that sounds delightful actually and homemade ranch i gotta make the ranch tonight probably that would be best um yeah homemade ranch dip because i my my nephew jacob is really picky so uh so i'm gonna try and make him happy with these so anyway um let's go ahead and uh get back to this but yeah looking forward to seeing you tomorrow dad it's gonna be fun um, so I, and I will have to wrap up the show immediately tonight <laughs> and the podcast will okay. probably be late tomorrow. Cause I, I don't think I'll be working on it tonight cause I got prep to do. So anyway, uh, let's get back to this. I want to play one more clip from Sondland, uh, before we get to the, the annoying, the heliprompter shark fest. Um, uh, but yeah, this is, uh, Adam Schiff. See if you if you can tell me if anybody in the chat room what does what what Adam, see if you can if you can suss out what what Schiff has done here. You've testified that the White House meeting that President Zelensky desperately wanted, and that was very important to President Zelensky, was it not? Absolutely. You've testified that that meeting was conditioned was a quid pro quo for what the president wanted these two investigations is that right correct and that everybody knew it correct now that white house meeting was going to be an official meeting between the two presidents correct presumably it would be an oval office meeting hopefully a working meeting yes a working meeting so an official act yeah. correct and in order to perform that official act donald trump wanted these two investigations that would help his re-election campaign, correct? I can't characterize why he wanted them. All I can tell you is this is what we heard from Mr. Giuliani. But he had, he had to get those two investigations if that official act was going to take place, correct? He had to announce the investigations. He didn't actually have to do them as I understood it. Okay. President Zelensky mm -hmm. had to announce the two investigations the president wanted, make a public announcement, correct? Correct. And those were of great value to the president. He was quite insistent upon them, and his attorney was insistent upon them. 
I don't want to characterize whether they are value, not value. Again, through Mr. Giuliani, we were led to believe that that's what he wanted. Well, and you said that Mr. Giuliani was acting at the president's demand, correct? Right. When the president says, talk to my personal lawyer, Mr. Giuliani, we followed his direction. And so that official act of that meeting was being conditioned on the performance of these things the president wanted as expressed both directly and through his lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, correct? As expressed through Rudy Giuliani, correct. And you've also testified that your understanding, it became your clear understanding, that the military assistance was also being withheld pending Zelensky announcing these investigations, correct? That was my presumption, my personal presumption based on the facts at the time. Nothing was moving. All right. And yeah, sorry, Trojan Rabbit. There was some kind of weird buzzing noise in that audio clip. That was strictly in the audio clip. Um, But if anybody didn't catch it, Schiff just got Gordon Sondland, Gordy, uh, to to admit uh, to elements of bribery in the quid pro quo. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when he said this was an executive, how do you put it, an executive act? Yeah. I mean, so, to me, those two words were so important. We need to pay this attention. This an executive act. Yeah, we need to pay attention. That, that I think, is one of the mo- single most important things that, that uh, takeaways from this, is what is Sondland admitting that. Other than, other than all the other corroborating stories that, yes, it was a quid pro quo. It was wrong. It was an abuse of power. But that one little thing there, um, when when it goes to the Senate, expect Democrats to revisit that over and over. So, um, yeah. Again, don't forget those two words: executive act. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. there's a reason why Adam Schiff said that specifically, because. Sondland at that point was basically saying, well, we were just acting on behalf of, you know, Rudy Giuliani. And Sondland, even though he is a technically, a, a you know, an, an official of the government, he is still a, an appointee. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a Trump, you know, a Trump appointee. He paid for this position. What, what, Chef, what Schiff did, in my opinion, at that point, got him to admit that this was meant to be an official act on behalf of the White House and the foreign policy um, of the United States of America. Yeah, yeah. I found that really important too. I'm glad you played that clip. Yeah, because that one it should come yeah. back. That that one and, and another interesting story that needs to come back. And, and I'm I'm gonna play kind of the, a couple. The, the, this made me do a little bit of a happy dance when I heard this. This was from yesterday. And this is uh, uh, Eric Swalwell uh, from California wanted Hero. something wanted something to be introduced into the record. And holy shit! If this isn't a bombshell mm. uh, about dirty dealing mm-hmm. and corruption, and again, you know, uh, this is about well, well, just listen, just listen. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who didn't hear it. Because I missed it the first time around. Check it out. Dr. Hill, you cautioned us on the dangers of members of this community, of this committee, perhaps peddling any Ukrainian conspiracy theories that could benefit Russia. 
And I want to ask you if you have heard the name Lev Parnas of Ukraine, someone in this investigation who was influencing President Trump and Rudy Giuliani about some of the debunked conspiracy theories you referenced earlier. I have heard his name, yes. Are you aware that Mr. Parnas was indicted on October 10 for making foreign contributions to Republicans in U.S. elections? I am aware of those reports, yes. Are you aware of yesterday's Daily Beast story reporting the indicted Ukrainian Lev Parnas has been working with ranking member Devin Nunes on Mr. Nunes's overseas investigations? I am not aware of that. Mr. Chairman, I ask unanimous consent to put into the record the Daily Beast story Lev Parnas helped rep Devin Nunes's investigations from yesterday. First two paragraphs reading, Lev Parnas, an indicted associate of Rudy Giuliani, helped arrange meetings and calls in Europe for Rep. Devin Nunes in 2018. Parnas's lawyer, Ed McMahon, told the Daily Beast. Nunes aide Derek Harvey participated in the meetings, the lawyer said, which were arranged to help Nunes's investigative work. McMahon didn't specify mm. what those investigations entailed. Without objection. Mr. Chairman, you have been falsely accused throughout these proceedings by the ranking member as being a quote-unquote fact witness. Now, if this story is correct, the ranking member may have actually been projecting. And in fact, he, have may, he may be the fact witness if he is working with indicted individuals around our investigation. Okay, now watch this. I'm just going to break the wrist mm -hmm. and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. Jeez. Holy shit! How wasn't that on the front page of every newspaper? How wasn't that the headline on every cable show? That was yesterday's testimony. Yeah, right? this corruption yeah. with with Trump and his sycophants is so far and wide reaching. It's insane. Uh, that that story I actually wrote about on Four Freedoms. Not that uh -huh. it was a really in depth blog post, but I because that so that was yesterday. That story yeah. broke around 8 o'clock on Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. We were still, like, we were still in the middle of, of um, testimony. I think it was Laura Cooper and a, I can't remember the other fellow. We were still in the middle of testimony, watching yeah. testimony when that broke. And, and most of America was also getting ready for the Democratic mm -hmm. debate. Mm -hmm. I missed it. I missed it until I woke up on Thursday morning. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Wait a second. Go ahead, go Devin ahead, Joe. Nunes, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, finish, finish your thought, and then pass, pass it. No, to it was just it's just the fact that Devin Nunes went to Ukraine to investigate Russia with Lev Parnes. Like, there's a direct connection there. Fraud guarantee. <laughs> and he yeah. should recuse himself. He should. He won't, but he should. I mean, what an. Uh, absolute utter criminal uh utter criminal nunez cal utter uh, um, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. i saw what you did there oh i walked right into that <laughs> i saw that uh, <laughs> all right joe what give us your thoughts on this uh yeah i thought that was an amazing moment i, I thought i thought oh my god you couldn't have done you know even a smart ass like me wouldn't have come up with something like that fiona hill didn't even hear about the story i know well, Nobody did because everybody. You know, she was getting ready for her her testimony. Yeah, she she was paying attention to what Gordon Sondland was saying because she took yeah. she took umbrage with some of the things he was saying, which I believe we sh should have some of that we can get to. But 
it should be noted that this this investigation from the Daily Beast report, and mm-hmm. I want to I want to punch this one home. Um, Nunes then stepped back from the committee's work scrutinizing Russians' efforts. Instead, he ran a parallel probe looking into the origins of the Mueller Russia probe. The undertaking made him a hero to the president and Sean Hannity and a bit noir of Democrats and intelligent community officials. The work was still underway when he traveled to Europe in 2018. So he, he decided to leave the whole Russia investigation and, and with Lev, Lev Parnes went mm-hmm. over there to investigate the Mueller report. Yeah. Or the Mueller probe. This is really important. Well, and, and this in- is this is something that drives me nuts because we heard all these crybabies on and on and on and on and on whining about the Steele dossier. Steele dossier, mm-hmm. which started out being funded by a Republican, then was taken over taken over from Democrats. Ever, I mean, there was a lot of stuff verified in the Steele dossier. Um, nothing has right, been disproven. Right. Nothing has nothing. been disproven. Nothing has been disproven. And here's the thing: that was perfectly legit. And I know Fiona Hill said no, nobody should work with any kind of foreign, you know, elements to to research a, a political rival. If you are not an elected official and you have concerns and you are running against that person, if you're a private citizen like Hillary Clinton was, or if you're the DNC, which is, you know, I mean, if you're paying a company to do research and they have contacts in allied countries to find shit Mm -hmm. out, that should be fine. That's fine. If Trump wanted to do that, uh, you know, uh, or or if, you know, some other Republican that wasn't in office right now or his, you know, campaign manager, if, you know, if, 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 you know, Trump's campaign manager right now was investigating Biden in the Ukraine. In Ukraine, I'm sorry, I'm not a Republican. It's Ukraine. Um, fine, fine. I always just, thought it was Kiev. Just, just so. keep. <laughs> but um, but you know, it, 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 that that's fine. But you got to separate, just like the super PACs, the PACs, and you know, I mean, there's got to be some separation there. If you're running for office. Fine, but then don't use your office to, because now what Nunes is doing is there that that's a shadow government working with foreign foreign criminals to try and in uh I mean that that but shit the thing is, is is that the steel the steel dossier the report whatever it was never okay I want to just back up a minute um the person who paid. <clears throat> To get the dossier, the whatever report, whatever we want to call it, it was actually Paul Singer. Yes, he just okay. popped back up in the news. I think. Yeah, it was actually Paul Singer, and mm-hmm. that was actually they were doing opposition research on Trump before he became anywhere close to being the candidate. Yeah. Now I understand two wrongs don't make a right, and I don't think there were two wrongs here at all, but Christopher Steele found stuff that was so alarming that he contacted the FBI here in America. Yeah. Uh, Republicans just want to ignore that part. Like, the Steele dossier wasn't the Steele dossier. 
No. It was the Fusion GPS Opposition Research, which, by the way, was paid for by Paul Singer, who... Mm-hmm. I shared this what, with y'all in our chat news, room. I'm going to yeah. share it to you tonight. Yeah. The largest donor to Representative Stefanik, that mean girl on oh, the yeah, yeah. Um, Intelligence Committee. Paul Singer is her biggest donor. Weird. Right now. How about that? That's where, that's where yeah, I forgot you posted that. Uh, but yeah, that's... Oh my I God! Mean, I don't want to hear about the dossier anymore because this dossier, the Steele dossier, has none of it has been disproven. None of it. Yeah. And besides, I think, and I think uh, somebody made this distinction. There's a difference between with Steele, if Steele got any information from Ukraine, okay? Um, he got it from private individuals, contacts. It wasn't official government intervention. No, it wasn't. The difference between... None of it was ever used in a political campaign. They always try to conflate it. But the difference between uh, Christopher Steele getting information from from people in Ukraine and a government-sponsored attack like Mm -hmm. Russia did, which Mm -hmm. was done by military intelligence with with the direction of the president uh, kremlin. Uh, of at the kremlin mm-hmm. uh that that was that yet used military intelligence private private hackers please you, you don't conflate them it's no state sponsored state sponsored uh attacks is not the same thing as someone doing oppo research exactly and that's exactly. why i try to conflate so and I would that was the one thing to show me where and when yeah. the Clinton campaign used the Steele dossier anywhere. No, they campaign. didn't. They didn't. They and didn't. the thing is, the thing is that that pisses me off. Uh, uh, the one thing Fiona Hill said that pissed me off is um, somebody asked her about Steele do- dossier, and she said it would it's wrong. It would be wrong for somebody to do that kind of oppo research with uh, somebody from another country. No. What? No, that's that's insane. I mean, if, but, it, if Trump had known ties to Russia, I mean, I agree with you, Ken. I mean, However, it's it's like okay, so oh, all right. Well, here's the deal. So he's from New York. Can somebody do Oppo research to see what kind of business dealings he has in California? Sure. Why can't we right. do it if if it's a, a overseas? I mean, but it, here's it, the thing. Here's the thing that pisses me off, and I I know this is really getting down into the weeds. Fusion GPS. It was started by it was Paul Singer actually was is behind Free Beacon. Washington Free Beacon news yeah. outlet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Paul Singer was originally a supporter of Ted Cruz. Yeah. So can we if if we're gonna go down that road? Let's go back to the origins of it, and the oranges. I'm not. I, again, I'm not the saying oranges. two wrongs. The oranges. Uh, I'm not saying two wrongs make a right, but this this entire the steel memo, the steel report, the steel dossier, to me, it it, it became way bigger than freaking political opposition research. Yeah, this guy literally was saying Trump has is in dirty 
mm-hmm. really dirty, dirty stuff with Russia. Yeah. And nobody has proven any of it wrong. None of it. None of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and again, you know, all, all the pe- all the conservatives crying out there, all the Trump cultists crying about, oh, Mueller didn't prove that there was any collusion. There was collusion. That was absolutely proven. The conspiracy wasn't proven but beyond a shadow of a doubt because of the obstruction of fucking justice that went on. Because they mm-hmm. th- they just probably destroyed a lot of evidence, and it's not. Uh, oh my god! So yeah, so I mean this this and they I'm wrong. It was Rubio, not Cruz, according well, to Sandy. So well, I'm sorry. Either way, either way, uh, you know they're pretty much you know the same guy. <laughs> um, um, but the the um, uh, not because of their ethnicity, because they're assholes. Um, but. Uh, you know the the thing is with um uh i lost my train of thought um but no it, it just it just drives me bonkers because it's like you know it, it, it's it, when i when i see what's going on with the trump administration now it reminds me of watching breaking bad is that ever you know Walter White would get himself in the most horrible, fucking weird, rotten situations. You know, there's no way he's getting out of that. Next episode, he got out of it. Season cliffhanger. How the hell is he getting out of that? Next season, got out of it. It's like, you you know, you, every time something happens... There is there's some dirty dealing and dirty work going on behind the scene to where they just keep getting away with it. They just keep getting away with shit. And I really hope, and I really, really, really hope that, that something happens in the Senate. I'm not hopeful about it, but there's part of me that, that wants to believe that somebody out there, some Republicans, might at least take some kind of stand. But I doubt just it. Just a stand to say this is wrong. Yeah. It doesn't even the way I feel about this and I'm, Joe I'm sorry I'm yapping again but the way I feel about this is that I don't care if it's legal or not anymore. What we have witnessed the past 2 weeks is wrong. What Trump has done is simply wrong. I mean if you if you just like take it away from all the legality and just put it into like say a family situation would you be happy with your cousin if your cousin said to another cousin Look, I need you to get dirt on this person. And if you get dirt on this person, I'll give you a seat at the the big person's table. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's wrong. So, Joe, uh, give us your uh, final thought before we go to the break. Uh, yeah. Uh, after the break. Okay. All right. And tonight, you know what I'm going to do uh, for name calling. No, I'm gonna uh-huh. give. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give everybody, um, a, a, a classic heavy metal album. Oh, that they should oh. listen to. So that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, but All anyway, right. yeah. So let's go ahead and go to the break. Uh, let me see. And Rain, any requests? Any Bobber requests? Bobber is off tonight. Um, sorry, I didn't mention that earlier. But yes, Bo- this is oh. one of Bobber's nights off. So how about love? I love like is- swimming. Swim- oh yeah 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 good good no swimming upside down swimming we haven't heard that in a while uh oh. swimming upside down trying not nice. to drown. yeah 
So, all right, perfect. So, yeah, so no green news report tonight, everybody. The Brad and Desi are scaling back a little bit during the holidays and impeachment. Um, but uh, they'll be back in full force at the beginning of uh, December. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's, that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What, what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com.
I am Miles Lagant, inviting you to listen to Mike Check Radio. Every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, our host Adam Hebert will be bringing the latest in politics and nerd news to discuss, including movies, games, and anime, all while putting up with boss-level button-pushing from yours truly. I'm your huckleberry. Also, my lovely wife Michelle, the mistress of mayhem, will be there to pwn Adam for his use of the F-bomb. I'm nice and sweet and pure, so fuck off! And Metal Master Kenny Pick will help keep the show on the rails with a stern but guiding hand. Remain calm! All is well! All is well! Indie Media Weekly, doing the best with what we have to work with. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. Unicorn poop. <laughs> Getting a lot of mileage out of that tonight. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to the show. Uh, and of course, as promised, everyone will get a classic heavy metal album recommendation, uh, from my personal vault in celebration of the return of gods and monsters to the airwaves every Tuesday, I'm sorry, every Monday through Friday, uh, five to 7 PM Eastern on Indie Media Weekly. Uh, and of course, uh, joining me as always, uh, Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Ain't no party like Scranton party. Hey, um, got a picture of uh, Gordon uh, being packed onto the plane. Oh, good. So, uh, yeah, we'll, yeah, I'll probably right, right here. Probably be some show art uh, for us tonight, everybody. So, podcast listeners, uh, as Joe shares this with me, I will. Uh, <laughs> 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 See, I told you, spit an image. So. Uh, but yeah, so there we go. We're going to go ahead and, uh, yeah, isn't that, that's a pretty good, uh, likeness, don't you think? And of course the picture yeah. Joe put out there for podcast listeners is a picture of Gordon Sondland next to Uncle Fester from the Adams family. Uncle so, Fester looks happier. Yeah. We'll put uncle, we'll call this picture uncle Gordy. All right. There we go. Uncle Gordy. Uh, so now I pity anybody who he's the uncle of, cause he's greasy. He's greasy. Uh, and of course, last but not least rain from four freedoms blog, uh, the beltway bureau, the bubble, the swamp. Are you ready to, uh, uh, do some name calling? I am. All right, here we Don't go. Don't forget I have to make an announcement tonight. Oh yes, that's right. Well, yeah, you, you uh, um, yes, I'll, I'll, you make your announcement after we do the name calling. 
So here we okay. go. Okay. I love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's rain from fourfreedomsblog.com. Excellent. She's never failed me before. Honey, you got to give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing here. You want to mess around? Here comes the rain again. The greatest source of energy known to womankind. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. Biscuit. You got any biscuits for sale in there? I got some. I got some biscuits. All right. Our first biscuit. Our first biscuit is Mr. Adam Hebert. Wow, well, Adam Hebert's. Oh, oh boy. I, you know, this is tough because he's heard a lot of my heavy metal. So maybe I'll. Um. Oh man, uh, this is this is a tough one to recommend one to him, but. I'll say, from start to finish, Adam Hebert, you should listen to, uh, because I know he's a black classic Black Sabbath fan, you should listen to Black Sabbath Live Evil from start to finish, because it's the, it's the first live album, the first official live album by Black Sabbath on Warner Brothers Records, and all of the songs are sung by Ronnie James Dio, and Ronnie James Dio sings Iron Man and War Pigs and all that stuff, so he does all the old Aussie stuff, but it's Dio singing it. So if you've never heard that, Adam, listen to uh, Live Evil. And what does Live Evil spell backwards? <laughs> Live Evil. So there you go. It's a double album, too. Oh, wow. Great it's also a double on gra gra Yeah, double. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, or is that you know, a palindrome? Palindrome. It's a palindrome. Okay. Yeah. See? Let's go. Ah, 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 Satan sees Natasha. So that's next a, up, a we have Francie. Francie, I want to. Oh, you know what, Francie? I'll tell you what. I think you would love this song if you've never heard it before. It's off of the Iron Maiden "Somewhere in Time" album. There's a song called "Wasted Years," which is a fist-pumping anthem that I think you would truly enjoy. So, Iron Maiden "Somewhere in Time" and "Stranger in a Strange Land" is a really good song too. Okay, Heather. Got Heather. Heather, in case, you know, I know a lot of my friends probably know that I have an, a healthy obsession with the band Alcatraz. Alcatraz's second album, uh, Disturbing the Peace, which has David Lee, uh, David Lee Roth guitarist Steve Vai before he joined the Eat em and Smile, you know, album, with which had Yankee Rose and stuff like that. But when David Lee, uh, I'm sorry, Steve Vai was with Alcatraz, it's a really good, fun 80s hard rock metal stuff. Uh, really, uh, they had a song called God Bless Video on that uh, a song called Desert Diamond. Really good stuff. Alcatraz Disturbing the Peace. I would uh, definitely, I think you will, anybody can enjoy it. You don't have to be a metal fan. And of course, my favorite singer of all time, Graham Bonnet, is the vocalist. On oh. That. So. Okay, next up we have Jay Colley. Jay Colley. Oh, oh. Jay Colley. Um, let's go with. Um, Hmm, I don't know Jay Colley's music taste, so I'll try and kind of play it safe and say you should check out Sacred Heart by Dio. It's a classic Dio album. I think that that's the one that has, well, I, it's right beside me so I could tell you if it is or not. <laughs> um, yes, is this Sacred Heart? No, that's Live in London. Where is Sacred Heart? Sacred Heart, Holy Diver. Oh, where is the where sacred, is sacred heart? heart? Um, 
Yeah, Sacred Heart. Uh, I don't know why my copy of Sacred Heart is not here. That's irritating. Um, uh, but yeah, it's the one after Holy Diver. And I think it has Rainbow in the Dark on it. No, no, no. Holy Diver has Rainbow in the Dark. Listen to Dio, Holy Diver. Rainbow in the Dark's a great song. Stand Up and Shout, excellent song as well. Uh, so anyway, there you go. Uh, next, we have Cat. All right, well, Cat. I know Cat is a big Kiss fan, and I don't know if she's heard all of the Ace Fraley solo stuff, but I would mm -hmm. recommend that Cat, if you can get your hands on a copy of it, listen to the um, Ace Fraley solo album, uh, Trouble Walkin'. Um, I, I think it, it came out in 1988 or 89, maybe. It was post-Fraley's Comet. And it's really got some some great songs on it, and uh, Kiss, and uh, also on their um, I think the Hot in the Shade album did the same song. They wrote a song. Paul Stanley and Desmond Child, I believe, wrote "Hide Your Heart," and Fraley did a version of "Hide Your Heart," and Kiss did a, a version of "Hide Your Heart" in the same year. So really good. I think that's the one that also has. Fraley's cover of Do Ya, the ELO song, Do Ya, which was also a song by The Move that Jeff Lynn was in before ELO. Anyway, do you, do you want my face? I need it. Anyway. Do you, do you want my love? Yeah, that's good cover, song, though. Isn't it? Good cover. Uh, that's, the, that's the song, so. Oh, look at me. I yeah. got one right. Yeah. Do you, do you want my, I see, yeah. All right. Anyway. Kenny, you're the next one up, so what? album would you recommend to yourself? Uh, Impelitary, Nature of the Beast. I want to listen to that a few more times because it has a really good cover of the uh, Phantom of the Opera uh, uh, musical. Uh, uh, the You know, the musical, the Broadway show. They do a cover oh. of, of the theme from that and I want, to, I want to listen to that a few more times. So okay. I've listened to it at least three times but I should listen to it more. Oh. Next up, Ken Sr. Ken Sr., I'm going to take it easy on Dad because he's not the biggest fan of metal. But um, you know what? I think if you're not familiar with it, Dad, this album came out before I was born. You were a young man when this came out. But I would give a chance to uh, my, one of my personal favorite albums of all time, Deep Purple in Rock. came out in 1970. Um, a, a really fun album. It has the classic Child in Time on it, which is a anti-vietnam story the song rather um and uh it's got some really other good songs like black knight and um uh oh black knight what's the other song um oh oh oh, oh. anyway let's get black knight on it. it's a good song um but yeah so uh yeah uh, deep purple in rock great album cover too because it, it's like their faces on Ra mount rushmore you know you know bob went to see deep purple a couple of weeks ago no shit. Yes, yes. That's Next right. I heard. Talk to him, but yeah. Who who were they? Do you remember who they were playing with? Oh, Kenny, you're. No. It's okay. I I, I remember <laughs> the, I remember the tour announcement, but they weren't coming close enough to me to go see him. So, Sorry, I don't think okay. he mentioned it on the show, but yeah, he went <clears throat> with a friend of ours. Good for him. That's great. Um, they they're still good. Ian Gillen's voice is a little rough, but um, what are you gonna do? So next up, we have um, Joe, also known as Marnus. You know what, Joe? Um, 
I think you might get a kick out of, um... Let's go with, uh, Rainbow. Their third album, I believe, was called Rainbow Rising. Again, another another album with Ronnie James Dio on vocals. Uh, it's, it's got this really great epic song called Stargazer on it, uh, which is really fun. But it's it's got it's got a nice groove to it too. It's got kind of got a good '70s groove to it because I think it came out '79 or something like that. Uh, but it, it's a really really good record. So Rainbow Rising, Joe. Okay. So it's got some really really tasty riffs in it. You know, and, and of course, Richie Blackmore from Deep Purple was the guitarist in that as well. So it's not like, you know, thrash metal or anything like that. You could have had me. You could have had me with uh, Metallica. <laughs> well, you know what? I could recommend uh, Metallica's last album was actually very good. Um, uh, it was called. Uh, uh, Metallica's last album. Something to self-destruct. I can't see it from. I know it's. Um, you know, Metallica has a sports connection to me. Oh, hardwired, hardwired to self-destruct. Listen to that album. That's a good album, Joe. So. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll give. Yeah, I'll Metallica give, has yeah. a sports a sports connection. Enter Sandman. Doesn't somebody Enter use Enter Sandman. Yeah. That's right. Oh, that's the Yankees song uh, and the relief pitcher. Mariano Rivera. Yeah, Thank I would you. never. See, I would I'm pretty good never. At this. Every time would, he'd come in to relieve, they would play. I'd never, ever right. recommend that album to anyone. I hate that album. <laughs> oh. Well, anyway, I understood the sports connection. I know you did. And and Kenny remembered. <laughs> Ken, Ken remembered. Um, next up, we have Meow. Meow. Goodness. Meow. meow goodness. Well, geez, let's think meow. of... Uh, let's try and think of something... Uh, Metal and cat themed for me, oh goodness, because there are there are I, a few, huh? I have my, my. What about Pussy Riot? Um, aren't they hard rock metal? No, something? they're they're kind of um, uh, they're 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 punk rock, I'd say. Um, um okay. Well, I tried. That's okay. I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate your effort. Um, <laughs> Participation. <laughs> that was nice. Participation medal. Yeah. Uh, we'll go with. Um, oh no, there's really not that many cat. I'm trying to think of something that's cat related, but no, I don't think so. You know what? I'll just say listen to any Budgie album because cats would eat budgies. Um, uh, I I have unfortunately I don't know the, all their albums uh, right off the top of my head because I have a box set. Uh, but Budgie, great band. Metallica actually covered a few Budgie songs. They're they're more kind of a '70s prog hard rock band. Uh, but yeah, Budgie, Budgie, check out anything by Budgie. They have a uh, Metallica did a cover of one of their songs called uh, um, "Crash Course in Brain Surgery," <laughs> uh, which I think is what Ben Carson took. Um, so, but anyway, yeah, just at the very least, check out whatever album, um, uh, uh, Budgie, Crash Course and Brain Surgery. I'll find the name of the album for you. Go ahead. Who's next? Next up, we have, um, speaking of kitty cats, we have Michelle in South Florida. 
Well, I think Michelle in South Florida needs something that would go well for her gaming sessions. So, I think it would be fun to maybe throw... Um, oh, it's got to be something kind of Dungeons and Dragon-y. Not too overbearingly heavy. Uh, you know what? I'll say... Oh, perfect. I would go with Ingve uh, J. Malmsteen's Rising Force. Mostly an instrumental album. I think it has two songs with vocals on it. But his first album, that's his very first solo album, Ingve J. Malmsteen's Rising Force. Uh, as Black Star, Far Beyond the Sun. Lots of really, really good instrumental songs. And I think it has... I think it might have I am a Viking too, which is you know really cool. I am a Viking. I'm going out to war. I don't know. I don't know if that's it's I'll look that one up. But uh yeah. Okay, well um it's good. Good stuff. Next up we have Moon Mare. Moon Mare. Oh well. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna go with a deep cut. Um I'm gonna say Angel Dust from Dust You Will Decay. Uh, they were a band. They were kind of a, um, a melodic. They they're described as a speed metal band, but they're more of a power metal band. Uh, but yeah, Angel Dust from Dust You from Dust You Decay. Um, oh, I'll find that out too. In for the kill is the Budgie album that you need to listen to. Uh, meow. But uh, let me see, yeah, Angel yeah. Dust. Uh, dust from. Dust? I think it's... Yeah, uh, Angel Dust... Uh, dust You Will Decay? Is that what it is? Two Dust You Will Decay. There you go. Angel Dust, Two Dust You Will Decay. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, who, who's so next? Who's up, next? Uh, we, did, we just did Moon Mare, right? Yeah, yeah. Presnit. Presnit. Um... You know what? Um, uh, I think you should check out the, the Megadeth album. Uh... Rust in Peace. Uh, Marty Friedman, one of my favorite guitarists, that was the first album he ever played on with that. And there are some amazing musical uh, musical interludes on that album. Um, you know, Dave Mustaine's voice is can be a little grating for people, but there's songs on it like Eye of the Tornado, uh, which are um, uh, incredible. So, And, of course, uh, Holy Wars, The Punishment, do is a really really great song so uh all right who's next me you well me. rain i want to give you something <laughs> fun and i'm gonna give you something fun female fronted modern oh. uh metal band called battle beast um oh. yeah battle beast is a really great i think um i think they're from norway or something like that um and they have uh, an album that came out a few years ago, uh, and it has a song called "King for a Day" that I think you would uh, you would enjoy. It is, um, yeah, "Bringer of Pain." "Bringer of Pain" is the name of the album. "Battle Beast." Okay. Uh, you, I think you'll like it because it. I'll tell you. What, I think Bobber might even like it too because some of their harmonies are a little ABBA-ish as well. Oh, so. See? Oh wait, he you doesn't just like my sweet spot. Yeah, 
Yeah, I was gonna say faster pussycat for, for Meow Goodness Cat, but I didn't. Because so, <laughs> it's not that great of an album. It's definitely not a classic album. <laughs> Here, puss, 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 cat. <laughs> That's a bad album. That is a bad album. <laughs> so, I own it, don't worry. <laughs> uh, so next up, we have Sandy and Durwood. Sandy and Durwood. Um... Mm. Sandy, let me see. She's a Doctor Who fan, right? So maybe so. we'll get... Oh, you know what? I think you should listen to Judas Priest Turbo because it is not a super, super heavy album. They went a little sci-fi with songs like... Um, uh, well, Turbo Lover is great. I think maybe that's the one that has Electric Eye. If No, I think that's Defenders of the Faith. Def Judas Priest, your Defenders of the Faith. Your historical accounting of all these albums is amazing. Oh, thank you. But yeah, uh, the, the you know, mid to late 80s, uh, Defenders of the Faith and Turbo, uh, two really cool albums, really cool cover art, and, um, and and not scary. You know, they were so much scarier back then, but you listen to it now and you're like, oh yeah, I heard that song in a car commercial and that, that rocked. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, uh, All right. But, Next up, we've got Theo. Theo, again, I got to take it kind of... Well, he's a sci-fi guy, too, so let me think. What can I give Theo for kind of a sci-fi bent? Um, well, is that thing. Metal and sci-fi. Not a lot of metal and sci-fi. You know what? I think it would be interesting. I would like to get Theo's take if he ever listens to Dream Theater's EP, um, Change of Seasons. Because their song, they have this like epic 30-minute song called Change of Seasons. In each segment of the song of, of the, that song represents a different season, like you know, winter, spring, summer, fall, um, and it's about you know aging and stuff like that. So you know, and they're they're kind of a the, a modern proggy kind of band. So check out that it's an EP, but it's super long <laughs> because their songs you know it only has like five songs on it, but a couple of the songs are like. 20 and 30 minutes also it has this really great live medley of a whole bunch of songs including like queen and elton john and uh genesis and all that stuff like it's called the big medley i've played it on the network many times but yeah the the change of season the main piece on that's really great all right who's next um last but definitely not least trojan rabbit trojan rabbit you know what i know he likes goofy i know he likes british um, I'm going to say, uh, oh, crikey, it's Lawnmower Death. You got to listen to Lawnmower Death. <laughs> it's, it's a great, it's a great album from the, the late eighties, early nineties. They're British guys. They're goofy as hell. And they have songs that are like two seconds long. And like, they have a couple songs. Oh, they have a song called Satan's Trampoline, which is really funny. Like, you know, the chorus is like, how many times can you jump up and down on Satan's big old trampoline? You know, I do not know, but I'll let you have a go on Satan's big old trampoline. No, it's just, you know, and, you know, they have songs like Icky Ficky and, you know, there's one one song where he's like, did you steal my Dubla burger? You know, so, yeah, they're, they're uh, kind of a Monty Python influenced uh uh, British metal band. They only put Sounds out like, like early albums. Mothers of Invention. Yeah, uh, they, they, but they were they were just kind of more like just drunk morons. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> mothers uh, of drunk morons. Uh, yeah, 
Susie, <laughs> something along. Susie cream cheese. So, anyway, well, oh shit, we're we're running super long, but um, but yeah, Cat is right. Turbo is less heavy metal and more hard rock. I I did go a lot more on the hard rock for a lot of people, uh, for a lot of folks here, because I I consider hard rock and metal, you know, kind of you know a little interchangeable with especially with my collection. Um, but because I listen to mostly melodic stuff, you know, you're not going to hear, you know, cookie monster metal coming out of me, you know, or my collection. All right. We are, that took a lot longer. I should have been a little speedier, but I'm sorry. I, cause once I start talking about that, I, I can't stop. So rain, go ahead and give us your uh, big announcement. Well, here's the thing. I asked everybody to go vote for mid Hudson Valley heroes to vote for spectrum, um, Center for Spectrum Services. They did not win, everybody. That PTA group from Westchester County won. Let's go burn anyway, the place down. I'm bastards. Sorry. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, you know, good for them. But here's the thing that I learned today. I, You know, this is the school that my nephew goes to. And he goes to it because his school couldn't handle him, and so his school district pays for him to go to the Center for Spectrum Services. Mm-hmm. And um, what I found out today is that it's a nonprofit school. So what I'm asking for everybody tonight, and I'm going to put it on my Facebook page later on, what I'm going to ask, I know the vote was free, but what I'm asking right now, if you can donate $5 in my nephew's name, and um, you can either direct message me via Facebook or private message me via um, Facebook. Donate $5 in his name. Yeah, I, I think, you should definitely I think make a big between, post. You should make a big post on the turnips page about this. I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do yeah. that either tonight or, or in the morning. But I think yeah. that we can raise $2,500 for the school at least. And I would really, really appreciate it if we can do it in Matthew's name. Yeah, I, I mean, so I think gonna, you know, if we, we we work all all the different angles in our personal lives and via the show and everything, it, it could happen. Yeah, and so the link that I just posted in there tells you all the different ways you can donate, and at the bottom there is um, there's a YouTube video from a mother of a daughter who just it's one of those you know YouTube video the stories that yeah. story isn't much different than what my my sister has gone through with Mm -hmm. with matthew except i will be really honest with you matthew is a boy and boys are different than girls by nature yeah and you you hear what i'm saying ken Mm -hmm. you know matthew has been an especially hard situation but he has gotten so much better, and Ken has met him, and, and so many of you out there in the chat room have met him. He's such so, a great kid. He really is. He, he is. He really is a great kid. There's not but, many children I meet once and send them a birthday <laughs> present. So my feeling is is that I, I want to get us to, to donate at least $2,500 to the Center for Spectrum Services. I didn't know until today. I will be honest with you. That it was a nonprofit school. I thought it was a special school where, <clears throat> you know, I, I didn't know it was nonprofit. I don't yeah. know how else to put it. 
he got sent there because his school district couldn't educate him. And uh, so that's what I'm asking. That's that's my special. I'm gonna I'm gonna write up a post for turnips either tonight or tomorrow, and on my Facebook yep. page. And if anybody for, wants to know one of four who freedoms to, too. yes, I will do that too. But if anybody wants to know who, you know, if they because on that page they say you can make individual donations in the name of one of the students. I will give you that student's name, and I will privately give you that student's um, address. Sure. Yeah, so, yeah, just make a post and then tell, give people instructions how to do it. And, uh, yeah. you know, and, of course, we're not going to share any kind of info, you know, sensitive info yeah. on, on I, Facebook. I don't want my sister's address out there. Understood, understood. Right. And, right. yeah, and we'll keep pushing. We'll keep pushing. Let's let's make I, this. And I also uh, want to thank everybody who voted for the center. I Thank you so much. We were like right neck and neck until the end. Oh my God! They blasted us with like they, they got ahead by like two hundred votes the last time I checked. I was yes, like, right oh. at the last minute because yeah. 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 So I know what happened. I know exactly. I'm I'm bitter. Mm. But my plan is is that I think we can get that money to the center. Yeah, and we'll keep it's we'll keep pushing center it. Center that serves it serves seven yeah. counties. Well, yeah, and in, let's. Let's, yeah, let's let's just keep pushing it uh, from now until New Year's at the very you know least, and we can go beyond that. You know, I would so, love that. Thank you so much. So Kevin. that's okay. We'll we'll keep the campaign going and uh, let's see what we can do. So anyway, uh, uh, on that note, we we're over time right now, so we got to go to the break and pick up on uh, the impeachment stuff. So we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night uh, right after this. Turn up the night. Something's going to happen. Remember where you are. You know what happens on this program. The people who are careful what they say. What's going to happen? Something wonderful. This is Indie Media Weekly Radio. It wasn't uh, different. That was sure for sure. For those who dare. Wow. IndieMediaWeekly.com This is so cool. It's cool. Wow. And now, on with the show. Unicorn poop. <laughs> Focus for maximum picture quality. And please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah. Hello. Excuse me. Thank you. Um, some attention, please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no. Keep going. Keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today? Are you listening to this? mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention in your heart you know he's right 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 and now to the business at hand we're all in this together we got a show to do well let's check it out you can do it welcome back to the weekend edition of turn up tonight with kenny pick and i am i'm going to bring some very sad news to you right now everybody you can tell my voice is cracking so i'm really really upset about this um our friend living on long island has delivered a very sad story to us right now um he says just doing a quick drive by from work 
I read in one of the industry trades that the Blaze, that's right, Glenn Beck's The Blaze, <laughs> is shutting down its linear channel at the end of the year. Rain, don't laugh. This is serious. The channel has been losing distribution and is settling for being online only. And a message to uh, uh, the, the, you know, uh, all of all of us who are laughing at Glenn Beck from Glenn Beck. I want you to go to my Facebook page, and I want you to unfriend me. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you hadn't blocked me on Facebook, Glenn Beck, <laughs> you big pussy. Sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't have said that, but I just felt like saying. No. So, Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna allow that one. Okay, thank you. So, <laughs> I'm gonna allow that one. Yeah, I've been blocked by Glenn Beck on Facebook and Twitter and Twitter and Dinesh D'Souza and Roseanne. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, and very innocuous tweets that have been blocked. One day. I will actually, uh, I have the screen caps of the tweets that got me blocked by them. And one, one day, maybe maybe around Christmas, or maybe for a Thanksgiving show, all things that I'm thankful for. People that blocked me on Twitter. So, been begging Fat Donnie to block me, but he won't. So, anyway, welcome well, at back. at this point, yeah. he's not allowed to. Uh, yeah, I guess he stopped doing that, didn't he? Uh, so, and of course, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the program. I'm sorry for laughing, but I didn't know that the Blaze... <laughs> wait, so the Blaze was a print edition? Uh, no, the, the Blaze had a, a, a cable channel. Oh, the cable channel. Oh, oh. Yeah. So oh. I can't believe you didn't what, know. Uh, you know, what Glenn cable Gl company carried that? I don't know, but Glenn Beck has a message RT. for you. Glenn Beck's actually. No, RT is not a cable company. No. I mean, Comcast is. Cox yeah, is, they're, they're, is, it, said Cox. I, I have no idea. You'd have to ask Livin, but um, but yeah, but you know, Glenn Beck has a message for you, Rain, right now, uh, for uh -oh. talking that way. <laughs> Just, I'm only asking the questions, sir. I'm only asking the questions. That's all right. Uh, well, he's going to block you anyway. Uh, and, of course, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania. The Electric City, welcome back, sir. Thank you. Here, here I am. Here I am. You know, I could, I honestly, the, the blaze, I, I, I could, I felt that coming in the air. Today. Had to get that in there. It's been too long. Uh, so. I didn't know that the place was on freaking cable TV. I thought it was only on internet. Yo, no, he had. He, yeah, it was. It was a cable channel, and I don't know what providers carried it, but yeah, they're they're closing it down and going online only. Oh, that is so sad. Oh. Yeah. You know, you know, my first ever bit to Stephanie Miller was a Glenn Beck bit, right? No, I did not. I didn't know uh, that. Uh, let me I see. I might have heard it. Uh, okay, here we go. Here we go. This is actually a play from uh, from her show. I'm sorry, I'm going to derail everything right now and play this, but this is actually as heard on the Stephanie Miller show. <laughs> Top of the hour. Oh, I don't. I can't believe I played the whole intro here. That was... It's years ago. 
Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, it's the Stephanie Miller Show. This had to be 2010, 2008. Also, it is the Stephanie Miller Show. Welcome to it. Six minutes after the hour, 1 800 step 1 2, the phone number, toll free from anywhere. Michael McKean coming up on the Celebrity Hotline to talk Michael about the McKean. new uh, Spinal Tap Tour, Unwigged and Unplugged. Uh, StephanieMiller.com, the website. Check it out. You can email us all there. Executive producer, Chris Boy, voice deity, Jim Ward, or me, Stephanie Miller. Like uh, listener Ken in Cleveland did with a little tribute to the deeply crazy Glenn Beck. I thought there was no crying in baseball or television, but I guess I'm mistaken. I'm sorry. Crazy is entertaining. Crank up the crazy and rip off the knob. Crazy Fawn, you. No, really, seriously. Crazy. I'm nuts. Fawn, you. <laughs> crazy. Crazy Fawn, you. <laughs> I told you for weeks, you're not alone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nuts. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Glenn, you're crazy. Shut up. I just left my country. I'm nuts. And I fear for it. I'm nuts. The whole world is spinning out of control. <laughs> I told you for weeks, you're not alone. Come on, follow me. All right, we're going to build this thing. It's going to look like a spaceship. And I very well may be insane as hell. I don't really, seriously. Crazy Fawn, you. <laughs> Crazy. I'm nuts. Fawn, you. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> That was before I actually met you, Ken. And I yeah. do remember that. I was Ken in Cleveland, you know. Yes. So. <laughs> hey, but, Ken in Cleveland. Yeah. So, in uh, that that bit, that was the first bit. I that was before I even did a show. That bit probably took me five fucking hours to make. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but it was worth it when they played. I mean, seriously, because I was listening to the show on my way to work with my, you know, my old crappy phone or whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, they're playing it right at the top of the hour? You know? So, (laughs) yeah, so that was something. But anyway. uh, But (laughs) anyway. All right, let's get back to the the audio here. We got a lot more to get through. Um, I want to play the the clip from uh, Trump at the the heliprompter uh, where, uh, because Sondland had talked about, of course, he didn't have notes. Uh, but he talked about a phone call that he made to Trump asking him open-endedly. He claimed it was an open-ended question. What do you want from Ukraine? All right. Now, Trump took notes on it badly. And, and if anybody's seen the picture of his notes, it's like, like I don't know, about 30 words on one big sheet of paper with Sharpie. Um, and he also, you know... I want nothing, he wrote twice. I want nothing! I want nothing! <laughs> Make sure you write you it twice. Very well. Thank you. Yo, that's that's hella that's hella prompter, Trump. Ah! Growly voice! You know? It's <laughs> it's almost like Pee-wee, you know. Um but <laughs> I'm trying to use the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh and yeah, so uh we're, we're now now I gotta I gotta play that now. So they're, they're taking out the long knives and trying to destroy 
the handful of conservatives we have in Washington, D.C., who are trying to use the phone! All right, so, but <laughs> this is Trump reacting to Sondland uh, after they used the phone together. Uh, I'm going to go very quickly, just a quick comment on what's going on in terms of testimony. With- I'm going to pause it real, real quick. Um, he doesn't go very quickly. This clip's a minute, two and a half minutes. With Ambassador Sondland, and I just noticed one thing, and I would say that means it's all over. What do you want from Ukraine? He asks me, screaming. What do you want from Ukraine? I keep hearing all these different ideas and theories. This is Ambassador Sondland speaking to me. Just no. happened. To which I turned off the television. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. First of all, so wrong there. What do you want from Ukraine? I've heard all these things. That's Sondland talking to me. No. Sondland said, I made an open-ended question to him because I had heard all these theories of what he wanted from Ukraine. So I left it as an open, open-ended question saying, what do you want from Ukraine? He didn't say to Trump, Oh, I've heard all these things, so I'm going to give you an open-ended question. He just said, what do you want from Ukraine? So Trump is <clears throat> stupid. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm keeping it polite. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, but yeah, so so it's, it's, it's wrong. It's wrong right off the bat. So anyway, continuing. What do you want from Ukraine? I keep hearing all these different ideas and theories. No. What do you want? What do you want? It was a very short and abrupt conversation that he had with me. They said he was not in a good mood. I'm always in a good mood. I don't know what that is. Jesus Christ. He just said, now he's talking about what my response. So he's going, what do you want? What do you want? I hear all these theories. What do you want? Right? And now... Here's my response that he gave. Just gave. Ready? No, I'm not ready. Here's my (laughs) response that he gave. Here's my response that he gave. Is Trump so monumentally stupid that he had to take notes on this conversation with Sondland that he didn't remember this? Because it seems pretty big for what was going on at the time. For him not to remember it. Trump is one of those those freaks who will remember every phone conversation. You know? So I don't, I'm not buying it. that You know, because he's like, this is what I said according to him. This is what he said I said, and it's right. He doesn't know. I, I, I'm so confused. It's so irritating. But anyway, here, here's, here's what he says. You have the cameras rolling? Fuck you. I want nothing. That's what I want from Ukraine. That's what I said. I want nothing. No. No. I said it twice. So he goes. You wrote it twice. He asked me the question, what do you want? I keep hearing all these things. What do you want? He finally gets me. I don't know him very well. I have not spoken to him much. This is not a man I know well. Seems like a nice guy, though. (laughs) But I don't know him well. He was with other candidates. He actually supported other candidates. Not me. Came in late. Give you a million fucking dollars. But here's my response. (laughs) Now, if you weren't fake news, you'd cover it properly. 
I say to the ambassador in response, I want nothing. I want nothing. I want no quid pro quo. Tell Zelensky, President Zelensky, to do the right thing. So here's my answer. I want nothing. I want nothing. I want no quid pro quo. Jesus Christ. Tell Zelensky to do the right thing. Then he says, this is the final word from the president of the United States. I want nothing. Oh, my God. Thank you, folks. Have a good time. I'm going to bed. Oh, my oh, God. That was so quick. <laughs> I'm going to keep this quick, but I'm going to say, I want nothing. 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 I want... Jesus God, make it end. Jesus God, he wrote that on a, a, a five by seven piece of paper with fucking Sharpie that he had to yeah. read. It was Again, lines to remember. I know. use Sharpies. That's fucked up, Joe. I use... lines to remember there. Yeah. Uh, let's let's point out uh, mm. the, the context of that call. That call was taken the day he found out that he got caught. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the reason uh, Sondland found him in a bad mood was because that was the day he found out about the whistleblower. Yes. Sure. So it was like... You know, somebody snitched on you, you're going to rob the bank. You're walking into the bank, but you're <laughs> just about to pull that ski mask over your face, and the police show up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to rob the bank. I don't want to rob the bank. Who wants the bank? I want nothing. Who wants bank money? I don't want bank money. I don't have any money. I don't want to rob the bank. I don't want to rob the bank. I'm not robbing the bank. This gun, this gun is just a gun. It's not a getaway car. I don't want nothing. Nothing. I don't want nothing. I don't even want to talk to a tell. Yeah. Tell the teller to do what they're supposed to do. I want to know who tripped the silent alarm. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know who took the money and then the money blew up with the ink. Shit. Yeah, who put the exploding me. ink in it? So <laughs> I don't want this money. Take this money. I don't want to do you know, what you're I, supposed to do with this money. Give it to the depositors. You know, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that that Heather Heather in the chat says, uh, "Oh Jesus, what a helicopter speech." I appreciate you guys <laughs> using helicopter because I don't think anybody else said. I I'm, I coined that phrase, helicopter. He did. So everybody out there, you know, one of these in. days, one of these days, it's going to find its way somewhere else. You know, it's probably just going to be somebody, th you know, thinking the same way. But that's what we have now. Yeah. We don't get press conferences, press briefings. We get helicopter speeches. Stephen Colbert so. did that to me two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Steve, goddamn Colbert. Now I wrote my ear, my my fact blocking earbuds clown card. Yeah. <laughs> on, a, on a Wednesday, the following Tuesday. And it, it is, was broadcast. Tonight, this is the airing of the grievances, yeah, my so, friends. It, and it was broadcast on a Sunday. The following Tuesday, he does his cold open with fact-canceling earbuds. And I have to say, Mr. Colbert, I'm calling my lawyer. A festivist for the rest of us. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I know. And by the way... I want you to know he does do something about uh, 
heliprompter, but he doesn't call it heliprompter. So if oh, he starts it, calling it, he does it something like, uh, I forget what he calls it. But if he starts uh, heliprompter, yeah, me we're, we're going to join lawsuits. Yeah. You're going to oh, join yeah. my lawsuit. Oh yeah, we're gonna get uh, who? Who are we gonna get for our attorney? Um, Dewey, maybe oh, Dewey oh. Cheatham and How. Dewey oh, we, and well, how. Dewey Cheatham and How, or you know, we <laughs> could you know who we should go with? We should go with um, uh, oh, Judicial Watch guy, uh, Larry Clayman. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we'll win then. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're sure winners there. Slam dunk there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has a lot of fans out there though. My name is Larry Clayman. Chopper. <laughs> calls it ch chopper. Yay. Chopper talk, he calls it. Chopper talk. Oh, okay. Well, yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, chopper talk is cool, but heliprompter is awesome. I got to say. Yeah, heliprompter conference. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's uh, gold. Hell, yeah. So, uh, anyway, um, all right, let's go ahead and go to the break. Uh, I'm sorry, I kind of derailed things. We're going to get right on top of things here. Uh, that's what she said. Um, sorry, I've been watching The Office still. So. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're 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 gonna uh, uh, we're gonna hop off right now. That's yeah, we're <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're we're gonna uh, uh, you know have a, a laser focus uh, in the next segment. But yeah, we 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 have a lot more audio to get to. Um. And let me see what what's an un. Let me see. You know, let me play a Kill the Hippies song. We haven't heard Kill the Hippies in a while. Um, oh man, all those are. Come on, where is that? So, uh, sorry, I'm I'm opening up uh, the folder, the file location where where this is. Um, man, I really don't have a lot of Kill the Hippies on this computer. That sucks. Um, well, I'll tell you what, we'll go ahead and play, uh, no, that's too short. It's a minute and a half. Well, we'll play that and we'll play another song. We'll, we'll play Atomic Fire, uh, from, uh, Hairwolf and we'll play Billy in the Bottle from Kill the Hippies. So we'll do that. We'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night. Well, not lots more, but one more segment. But you know what I mean. We'll be right back. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. A smooth-talking, jive-talking street thug. KennyPick.com
Brady. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Like Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C., and thank you, Scranton. And and forgive me, I know I'm a bad host tonight because I keep getting distracted by audio on my computer, but I need to play this because I haven't heard, heard it in forever. Fuck! 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 Oh! Fuck! <laughs> oh, it's been too long since we heard that guy. Uh, so anyway, welcome back to the show, uh, Joe and Rain, and uh, we've got a bunch of Fiona Hill and other stuff that we need to um, uh, talk about here. So, uh, and uh, there's no way we're getting to all this audio, um, and uh, my apologies. I just, uh, you know, the, the impeachment stuff was so heavy this week, it you know? intense. And, and, and I, I felt physically and mentally exhausted because what we had three days three days of hearings this week right Mm -hmm. i thought it was four i think it was probably was only three i think it was well there was none today and we had a break on what tuesday right (sighs) so they must be listening to turn up tonight everybody (laughs) (laughs) Uh, or they're just, you know, uh, you know, vaping unicorn poop. Uh, you know, I don't know. Unicorn poop. Uh, I don't know. No, seriously, don't apologize because it's been, it's been, it's it's been a week. I'm just going to put my year joke aside. It's been a week. It's been really intense between Vondland, uh, Vindeman, Ivanovich, Sondland, Cooper, uh, Taylor, yeah. Uh, oh. Fiona oh, Apple, yeah. Fiona they, Apple, <laughs> Tim Apple. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Apple Records. Um, 
Apple, oh, yeah, uh, Applebee's restaurant. Uh, <laughs> Apple Mac Johnny Appleseed. Uh, but anyway, let's listen to let's listen Nobody. to. Nobody. Let's... said that Trump was innocent. <coughs> no, nobody did. Nobody did. So um, uh, I'm going to skip around here because I have a lot of uh, Fiona Hill audio. This is part two that I have of her uh, opening statement. And uh, this, to me, was super important. And it's something we've all known here on the show. And we're, we're not foreign diplomats. I mean, you know, we're, we're not Americans who are dipl diplomats to foreign nations. Fiona Hill is she's an American. She came here by choice, as she said in the beginning of her opening statement from from England. And uh, I'm going to skip that one and get to this one because this was pointed at Republicans, uh, and this was super important to me. I was hired initially by General Michael Flynn, Katie McFarland, and General Keith Kellogg. But then I started work in April 2017 when General McMaster was the National Security Advisor. I, and they, thought that I could help them with President Trump's stated goal of improving relations with Russia, while still implementing policies designed to deter Russian conduct that threatens the United States, including the unprecedented and successful Russian operation to interfere in the 2016 presidential election. This relates to the second thing I want to communicate. Based on questions and statements I have heard, some of you on this committee appear to believe that Russia and its security services did not conduct a campaign against our country, and that perhaps, somehow, for some reason, Ukraine did. This is a fictional narrative that has been perpetrated and propagated by the Russian security services themselves. The unfortunate truth is that Russia was the foreign power that systematically attacked our democratic institutions in 2016. This is the public conclusion of our intelligence agencies, confirmed in bipartisan congressional reports. It is beyond dispute, even if some of the underlying details must remain classified. The impact of the successful 2016 Russian campaign remains evident today. Our nation is being torn apart. Truth is questioned. Our highly professional and expert career foreign service is being undermined. U.S. support for Ukraine, which continues to face armed Russian aggression, has been politicized. The Russian government's goal is to weaken our country, to diminish America's global role, and to neutralize a perceived U.S. threat to Russian interests. President Putin and the Russian security services aim to counter U.S. foreign policy objectives in Europe, including in Ukraine, where Moscow wishes to reassert political and economic dominance. I say this not as an alarmist, but as a realist. I do not think long-term conflict with Russia is either desirable or inevitable. I continue to believe that we need to seek ways of stabilizing our relationship with Moscow, even as we counter their efforts to harm us. Right now, Russia's security services and their proxies have geared up to repeat their interference in the 2020 election. We are running out of time to stop them. In the course of this investigation, I would ask that you please not promote politically driven falsehoods that so clearly advance Russian interests. As Republicans and Democrats have agreed for decades, Ukraine is a valued partner of the United States, and it plays an important role in our national security. And as I told the committee last month, I refuse to be part of an effort to legitimize an alternate narrative that the Ukrainian government is a U.S. adversary and that Ukraine, not Russia, attacked us in 2016. These fictions are harmful even if they are deployed for purely domestic political purposes. 
President Putin and the Russian security services operate like a super PAC. They deploy millions of dollars to weaponize our own political opposition research and false narratives. When we are consumed by partisan rancor, we cannot combat these external forces as they, as they seek to divide us against each other, degrade our institutions, and destroy the faith of the American people in our democracy. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, all you Trump cultists and all you uh, bobbleheads for Fat Donnie, the Devin Nunes, and Jim Jordans of the world, thank you so much for doing the Kremlin's bidding. You worthless Ooh. pieces of garbage. They don't care. I mean, we've known this forever. We've no and they I mean, don't. do you guys remember when, you know, I mean, uh, uh, here's a great example of this. Is uh, what something that started in Russia and started to get repeated here um, was, you, you remember that, I really like Donald Trump, that Alexander Dugan guy? Yes. yes. Yeah. He and the Kremlin were pushing this idea that not a Democrat, but a Republican, Marco Rubio, uh, mm -hmm. had this down low uh, gay lifestyle. The, and, and, yes. and Alexander Dugan called him the sodomite. You know? And Alexander Dugan was on Alex Jones' show. And you know, they, and they start in that that garbage started to trickle into pro-Trump American media, and you know, and of course, you know, it, it, it translated to little Marco. Do you think little Marco came out of nowhere? You don't think that was like a little uh, a, 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 a slight on Trump's behalf, calling him little. To try and make him like a diminutive, you know, effeminate kind of... No, that came straight from the Kremlin. That was a narrative he was pushing. I wouldn't be surprised if you found roots in um, Trump's attacks that were published by the Inquirer on Rafael Cruz. That he was on the grassy knoll, you know. Yeah, just keep in mind that um, Alexander Dugan's translator was a woman who was married to um, the alt-right guy, Richard Spencer. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, you know, and... Uh, that's a fact, by the way, everybody. That's not but, conspiracy. That's but, a fact. So, I gotta say, I think this is all gonna get lost from what Republicans are doing right now, Joe, but what Fiona Hill said there validated everything we've been saying here for years on this show about Russia in the Kremlin pushing this, the, the, the actual fake news. <laughs> you know? Sure. For, us, for us who marinate in this stuff, this Ukraine stuff has been going on for years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been yeah, part but now it's being weaponized. Right. Well, yeah, right. Because uh, and the and it's a Kremlin talking point. Mm -hmm. This is being actively pushed by the Kremlin. So, you know, and of course, Donnie buys into everything Putin feeds up his ass. Yeah. If he blows smoke up his ass. We it comes out of his mouth. Sure. And that's what we're getting. Yeah. You know, I mean, Putin this is bullshit. 
Putin's cock holster. Oh, did I say that? Oh, that was offensive oh. to to conserve. Oh. Well, well, that's what Colbert called him that. Oh, um, and and the right wing melted down. Um, uh, but it's it, it's kind of true. Um, you know, figuratively true. I'm not trying to <laughs> shame sexual antics or or sexual antics. I mean, seriously. Uh, 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 I'm uh, I'm sorry. I I I I spoke wrong there. But um, uh, no. I mean, it, you know, it's it's uh, it's just a fact. Yeah, you know, Trump is is getting smoke blown up his ass by Putin, and he's belching it out, and that's the real fake news. So. <sighs> yeah. So, um, uh, and I'm sorry, I'm very, I've had a few beers. I, I apologize for, uh, being inartful at the very least. So, <laughs> well, um, let me it, give you a bit of, a bit of, uh, related breaking news then. Oh, okay, is, real, uh, real quick, real quick. CNN, CNN is reporting that, uh, that, that, uh, Parnas, Liv Parnas? Lev Parnas? One of the wild and crazy guys? Yes, he's willing to tell the Congress that Nunez met with ex-Ukrainian officials to get dirt on Biden. Nunez. Nunez. Well. Yeah, I saw that, actually. I saw that on Twitter earlier. His lawyer says uh, he wants to testify. He wants oh, to it, testify. This is just breaking on CNN. Well, I, Joe, i got to ask you, it, is that breaking moves? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, but I didn't want to say it because he'll sue us. Oh, shit. Will he sue us? Thanks, or will he Are you sure he'll sue us or will he moo us? So, so it looks like, <laughs> like Devin, 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 you're, Devin, you're in trouble. I hope he is. Yeah, he is in trouble. I, so... All of this is so messed up. Did anybody watch Devin Nunes? So dirty. He didn't even act like he believed in anything that he was saying. No, no. Especially after that that video clip I sent you guys uh, after (laughs) Sondland, you know, and and Schiff was like, well, okay, I'll, I'll pass it off to, you know, Nunes or, well, okay, I guess we'll just take a break then. And Nunez looked like he fucking puked down his like neck hole. He he so. did. <laughs> I mean, but, the only person yeah. on that committee, I think it was uh, uh, Jim Jordan, who I don't believe him either. Oh, he's such an ugly little troll, isn't he? He's an asshole. He's just like that guy who you meet and you're like, you're an asshole. Go away. And he's that guy when you go to the party and then he sits in the living room and he just tells you exactly what he thinks and then the next thing you know the only person left in the room with him is the drunk guy who can't get up and move to the kitchen where everybody else went well and then he's that guy who blames the drunk person on his body odor <laughs> and you know what oh no fuck I, I can't even handle anything with Jim Jordan uh-huh. even if I'm doing the voice it's just so, yeah, and yeah, and this is what, and, and that whole, and then Trump told you, and then Trump told uh, uh, Giuliani, and then Giuliani mm-hmm. told Perry, and then uh, and he called him, and they called you, and you called them, and 
Oh my god, that whole fucking thing? Yeah, he just was a mess. I'm sorry if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, but there was a point in the in the um uh impeachment hearing where he was going he just kept rattling off nonsense about this person talked to that person and this person talked to that person and blah blah and tried to trip yeah. up uh David Holmes. But and he did it, that it, to it sucked. Fiona Hill too. I mean, he well, did here, that, here. He did that all week and all last week. Well, yeah, and here, here's an example of what um, uh, David Holmes uh, shut down Jim Jordan uh, because he was sme- he was trying to smear him over the the call that the, he overheard uh, 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 David Holmes overheard in Kiev uh, at a restaurant a phone call between Trump and Sondland said the call was really loud. We've all been there. We've all been in the yeah. same room with somebody talking on a cell phone where you can hear a loud mm-hmm. talker on the other end. I Absolutely. You know, all there hearing Fox we've and all this morning. And I can't believe that somebody would say they could hear my voice on <laughs> without when I wasn't on speakerphone. You know, <laughs> I mean, I've never heard anybody's voice. Unless they were on speaking, you know, I mean, it's insane. It's insane. I've heard so many phone calls like that where it's like, whoa, pull that thing away from your ear. <laughs> but yeah, so, so, but uh, David Holmes shuts down, shuts down Jim Jordan um, saying, you know, and, and Jim Jordan, he's like, well, and you just suddenly remember this call, did you? Oh, well, oh, isn't that convenient? Like that, you know, and uh, Holmes is like, uh, no, no, shut the fuck up. Maybe Mr. Holmes, the takeaway was he thought it was no big deal because he already knew. He didn't. Really- oh, I'm sorry. In the context of this, is uh, 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 this is when he was talk. Uh, David Holmes was talking to Bill Taylor about the the Sondland call he overheard. So uh, that's the context. Maybe Mr. Holmes, the takeaway was he thought it was no big deal because he already knew. He didn't remember because we already had the transcript. No, I he didn't remember the. He didn't remember the. We, we had the the, the, the Trump Zelensky transcript had been out for two months. Sir, I believe that when even I, though you're repeatedly bringing this conversation up, as you said <laughs> to everybody, when it's when there any time there's a talk about Ukraine, you you recall this conversation. Maybe it was the transcript. The call happened on the July 25th. That's four months ago. The transcript's been out for two months. Maybe the ambassador thought this is this is nothing new here, but Shazam! Last week you come forward Shazam. with supposedly this new information. There is nothing different in there than what we had on the transcript. Maybe that's the reason their star witness, their first witness, didn't bring it up. But they Shazam. had to have something. So you're their closing witness because you overheard you overheard the president talking to Ambassador Sondland. Sir, if I can answer, I see four seconds left on the clock. Um, I believe Mr. that... Mr. Holmes, you may take as long as you need. Thank you, sir. I believe that Ambassador Taylor did already know when I briefed him when I returned from vacation on the 6th. He, it was not news to him that the president was pressing for a Biden investigation. That's not what I asked. I asked why yep. he didn't share with us. Well, Mr. Jordan, Mr. Jordan, please it, do not interrupt the witness any further. Uh, Mr. Holmes, this, this is exactly Mr. time has expired, but yours is not. Okay, thank you, You sir. may answer the All question. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's exactly my point. Um, I brief the call in detail of the deputy chief of mission, went away for a week, come back, I refer to the call, and everyone is nodding. Of course that's what's going on. 
Of course the president is pressing for a Biden investigation before he'll do these things the Ukrainians want. There was nodding agreement. So did I go through every single word in the call? No, because everyone by that point agreed. It was obvious what the president was pressing for. And Ambassador Taylor, as you've just outlined, had all those other interactions. With but he all didn't share other- it with us. Mr. Jordan, please do not interrupt. But sir, sir, then, <laughs> that- but, but sir, my vivid oh my recollection God. of an event I was involved with was a touchstone experience that to me validated and what sir, Jordan, I, please, what we interrupt. believed and ambassador taylor was not in that call and so he all was, of a sudden last week mr. you got to come mr. tell us jordan, mr jordan your boss will allow the witness to answer the question I'll, I'll, I'll finish with this thank you he was involved in a number of other interactions as you've outlined that brought him to the same conclusion it is quite possible that that but he doesn't share the mr. one that mr jordan, guy he mr jordan he doesn't share mr. that jordan one. You may not like the witness's answer, but we no, will hear I, I, it. There wasn't an answer. Mr. Shut Jordan, up. we will hear the witness's answer. Shut have you concluded, Mr. Holmes? I have, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Seriously, Jordan. That okay. was really obnoxious. <clears throat> All right, here's Jungle the thing. Let, let, let me just illustrate this in a real-world scenario for everybody. All right. Uh, a, a few weeks ago, something happened at work that I found out about and it was it was irritating and offensive and i went to one of my coworkers who i'm friends with and i was like oh my god you won't believe what happened and i i mentioned the name and started to launch into the the story of what happened and my coworker says oh yeah i know <laughs> yeah I know. Uh, and, and I was like, okay, so you know, so I don't have to tell you. That's what happened with David Holmes overhearing the phone call with uh, Sondland and Trump. Because yeah. every witness knew. Everybody knew what was going on. Everybody was in the loop, like Sondland said. So, you know, for, for, for Jim Jordan to go on and whine and cry and interrupt again. Shut up! Jordan, go wrestle. Go go do some wrestling. Want to, go, go protect a pedophile, Jim Jordan. Why don't you do that? Um, huh. You know, I, it, it's a pretty easy thing to figure out. I didn't have to go into detail about the phone call because everybody there knew. Oh my God! It's so mind-numbingly stupid. So, um, man, this is really hard to to choose what to what to play next because. Uh, but I want I want to play this. I want to play this. Uh, Fiona Hill. Uh, and this is um. Her talking about the different channels, and she warned Sondland. Of course, you know Sondland was like, "Oh no." perfectly peachy keen everybody was on board no it's cool everybody liked what was going on here well this is this is uh fiona hill saying nah nah not so much um he indicated you were upset and you were upset with ambassador bolton and upset with the way things are going and i believe your Castor oil. council said that was a outright yeah. fabrication well, I think you might recall in my deposition on October 14th that I said that very unfortunately I had a bit of a blow-up uh, with Ambassador Sunderland and I had a couple of testy encounters with him. One of those was in June 18 um, when I actually said to him, 
who put you in charge of Ukraine and I mean, I'll admit I was a bit rude and that's when you told me the president which shut me up. And this um, other meeting, um, it was about 15, 20 minutes exactly as he depicted it was, I was actually to be honest angry with him and um, um, you know, um, I hate to say it but often when women show anger it's not fully appreciated, mm -hmm. it's often you know, pushed onto emotional issues, uh, perhaps, or deflected um, onto um, other people. And what I was angry about was that he wasn't coordinating with us. Now, I actually realized, having listened to his deposition, that he was absolutely right, that he wasn't coordinating with us because we weren't doing the same thing that he was doing. So I was upset with him that he wasn't fully telling us about all of the meetings that he was having. And he said to me, but I'm briefing the president. I'm briefing Chief of Staff Mulvaney, I'm briefing Secretary Pompeo, and I've talked to Ambassador Bolton. Who else do I have to deal with? And the point is we have a robust interagency process uh, that deals with Ukraine. It includes Mr. Holmes, it includes Ambassador Taylor as the charge in Ukraine, it includes a whole load of other people. But it struck me when yesterday, when you put up on the screen Ambassador Sondland's emails, and who was on these emails, and he said, these are the people who need to know that he was absolutely right. Because he was being involved in a domestic political errand. And we mm. were being involved in national security foreign policy, and those two things had just diverged. So he was correct, and I had not put my finger on the, at that at the moment, but I was irritated with him, and angry with him that he wasn't fully coordinating. And I did say to him, Ambassador Sondland, Gordon, I think this is all going to blow up, and here we are. And after I left to my next meeting, our director for the European Union talked to him much further for a full half hour or more later, trying to ask him about how we could coordinate better or how others could coordinate better after I had left the office. And his feeling was that the National Security Council was always trying to block him. What we were trying to do was block us from straying into domestic or personal politics. And that was precisely what I was trying to do. But Ambassador Sumbland is not wrong that he had been given a different remit than we had been. And it was at that moment that I started to realize how those things had diverged. And I realized, in fact, that I wasn't really being fair to Ambassador Sondland because he was carrying out what he thought he had been instructed to carry out. And we were doing something that we thought was just as, um, or perhaps even more important, but it wasn't in the same channel. Hmm. Wow. Mm -mm -mm. To me, that was wow. And here that we was. Are. And he's, here we are. He wasn't wrong. She was doing her job. So was John Bolton. I hate John Bolton. But she yeah. realized that the White House had their own agenda. Absolutely. And they didn't tell the NSC. They didn't. Joe, real well, quick. Did, real quick. She, she I, did I got, say, she yeah, did go say that... Uh, she, she did say that Sondland said to her that he was briefing Bolton. Well, yeah. Well, listen to this. Listen to this. This is uh, uh, a minute and a half. And I know we're going to run a little bit over tonight, but this is important. This is uh, Fiona Hill talking a little bit more in detail about the ghoul, Rudy Giuliani. You also, I believe, uh, testified that Ambassador Bolton had expressed some views to you about Mr. Giuliani's interest in Ukraine. Do you recall what you said? 
Yes. What, what um, he said to you, rather? I do, I do recall, yes. It was part of a conversation about the things uh, that uh, Mr. Giuliani was saying very frequently in public. Um, we saw them um, often, uh, or saw him often uh, on television making these statements. And I had already brought to Ambassador Bolton's um, attention the attacks, the smear campaign against Ambassador Ivanovich and expressed uh, great regret about how this was unfolding and, um, in fact, the shameful way in which uh, um, Ambassador Ivanovich was, um, was being smeared and attacked. And I'd asked if there was anything that we could do about it. And Ambassador Bolton had looked pained, um, basically uh, indicated with body language that there was nothing which we could do about it. And he then, in the course of that discussion, said that Rudy Giuliani was a hand grenade that was going to blow everyone up. Did you understand what he meant by that? I did, actually. What did he mean? Well, I think he, he meant that, obviously, what Mr. Giuliani was saying was pretty explosive in any case. Um, he was frequently on television making quite incendiary remarks about um, everyone um, involved in this, and that he was clearly pushing forward issues and ideas that would, uh, you know, probably come back to haunt us. And, in fact, I think that that's where we are today. Well... I, I, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Rudy was on, on air doing that. No, he wasn't. Yeah. Well, what? Huh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, they all knew this was wrong. They all knew this was wrong. They knew that Giuliani's involvement was leading towards something that was going to blow up into what? Impeachment. Here we are, said Fiona Hill. Here we are. And here Look. we are. My Why God. isn't he in jail? I seriously, uh, that that question eludes me as well, Rain. I I you know, the answer to that question eludes me. Um because he should be. But by the way, the la the last place I saw him was on Glenn Beck's The Blaze. <laughs> <laughs> That appearance before won't be seen on TV cable? for much longer. Uh, yeah, probably right before it went off. So it was uh, the last, the I, last wonder, interview on the Blaze. Yeah, I wonder how many, uh, you know, I mean, uh, how many cable carriers will carry that, uh, Rudy? Zero. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, of course so, he did. Of course he did. Uh, <laughs> of course. Uh, no, he wasn't. Nah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so uh, here, here's the one last thing I want to play from Fiona Hill. Um, and I know, again, we're going over a little bit, uh, but I, I feel this is important as well. But this is Representative uh, Raja uh, Krishnamurthy, Krishnamurthy um, about the attacks that have been, had been leveled at Fiona Hill and others through all of this. And this, to me... Again, hugely important to hear. Would you say that these different theories, these conspiracy theories that have been targeting you, spun in part by folks like uh, Mr. Stone, as well Roger. as uh, uh, fueled by Rudy Giuliani and others, um, basically have a tinge of anti-Semitism to them at least? 
Well, certainly when they involve George Soros, they do. Um, I'd just like to point Boom. out that in the early 1900s, the Tsarist secret police produced something called the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, which actually you can still obtain on the internet, and you can buy yep. it actually sometimes in bookshops in Russia and elsewhere. This is the longest-running anti-Semitic trope uh, that we have in history. And the trope against uh, Mr. Soros, George Soros, was also created for political purposes. And this is the new Protocols of the Elders of Zion. This I'd actually intended to write something about this before I was actually invited to come into the administration I'm because sorry. it's an absolute outrage. Oh, my God. I'm so, uh, seriously, huge amen to, to Fiona Hill and Rajana Krishna, uh, Krishna Moore. I'm sorry. Krishna Morthy for bringing bringing this up the protocols of the elders of Zion this is like the it, it is a manifesto for far right freaks and, yeah, and it, she it, it, every bit of that out yeah and that shit bleeds into Although it's a little more covered up when Roger Stone and Alex Jones and, you know, all these people talk about it or anybody, anybody who goes after George Soros, the, you know, uh, in the way they do to say, oh, he's a Nazi. He worked with Nazis, you know, all that bullshit. He's overthrowing governments. He's doing this. He's, you know, uh, but yeah, that all stems from that. So, yeah, great job, Nazi Trump cult. Good job. And I hope she still writes an article about that. I hope Fiona Hill writes, a, a writes an article. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, and, and I have more, but we have to, we got to wrap it up now. Um, and if you guys want, I will play, uh, it'll extend the show a little bit, but I've got a three-minute clip from uh, Adam Schiff's closing remarks that I can play after we're off the air as a tail end to the show. Okay. Okay. Uh, if you, if you want me to, you know, I, I'm saying, you know, you know, we'll, uh, we'll give our parting shots and then run that and then get to the lunatic parade, which is coming up here at 10 15. So, or I can save it. I can save it for Tuesday or do both, whatever. Oh, so, okay. Huh? I, or do, I or do you want or do you want I'm me to play the? Not, do you want me to, I'm not tuned into what you're saying, Ken. What? Uh, no, the, uh, I I have a three minute clip of Adam Schiff's closing remarks. Oh, I thought you meant Adam. No, 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 not and like not Adam, Adam Hebert, not Andy Herbert, not Andy Herbert. Um, <laughs> no, I'm really sorry then. No, no, I have uh, a three I minutes. I really thought you meant Adam. I was like, what, what? No, no. I mean, um, I could play. Not I could that just I play. I don't want to hear from Adam. No, no, no. Maybe. That's fine. Let's just keep it. Let's keep it tight uh, on the way out of the show. Um, uh, but uh, do you want to hear the closing remarks from Adam Schiff, and then we do our parting shots, or do you want me to play them after we uh, wrap the show? Your call, Joe. Let's just yeah, play them. Play them now. Let's yeah, just do them now. Here we go. Apparently, it's all hearsay. Even when you actually hear the president, Mr. Holmes, that's hearsay. We can't rely on people saying what the president said. Apparently, we can only rely on what the president says. And there, we shouldn't even rely on that either. 
We shouldn't really rely on what the president said in the call record. We should imagine he said something else. We should imagine he said something about actually fighting corruption instead of what he actually said, which was, I want you to do us a favor, though. I want you to look into this 2016 crowd strike conspiracy theory, and I want you to look into the Bidens. I guess we're not even supposed to rely on that because that's hearsay. Well, that's mm. absurd. That would be like saying you can't rely on the testimony of the burglars during Watergate because it's only hearsay. Or you can't consider the fact that they tried to break in because they got caught. They actually didn't get what they came for, so, you know, kind of no harm, no foul. That's absurd. That's absurd. But the other, the other defense besides... It failed. The scheme failed. They got caught. The other defense is the president denies it. Well, I guess that's case closed, right? The president says really quite spontaneously. It's not as if he was asked in this way. No quid pro quo. What do you want from Ukraine? No, no quid pro quo. This is the I'm not a crook defense. You say it, and I guess that's the end of it. Well, the only thing we can say is that it's not so much that this situation is different in turn of terms of Nixon's conduct and Trump's conduct. What we've seen here is far more serious than a third-rate burglary of the Democratic headquarters. What we're talking about here is the withholding of recognition in that White House meeting, the withholding of military aid to an ally at war. That is beyond anything Nixon did. The difference between then and now is not the difference between Nixon and Trump. It's the difference between that Congress and this one. And so we, we are asking, where is Howard Baker? Where is Howard Baker? Where are the people who are willing to go beyond their party to look to their duty? I, I was struck by Colonel Vinsman's testimony because he said that he acted out of duty. What is our duty here? That's what we need to be asking. Not using metaphors about balls and strikes or um, our team and your team. I've heard my colleagues use those metaphors. This should be about duty. What is our duty? Yeah. What is our duty? Uh, sorry. One of the encoders went down on live web DJ. So, uh, don't know what's going on there. Sorry, folks. Um, but, uh, yeah. All right. Parting shots. Who wants to go first? Joe, would you like to go? All right. Uh, I, I mentioned that first of all, tomorrow is Scranton Santa Claus parade. Oh, very nice. So, you know, if you're in the area. Yeah. Go are, see you Santa. Gonna, are you going to be? A Santa in the parade? Is it a parade of Santas? Or is it just one Santa surrounded by others, his supporters? Oh, see? See? <laughs> we can't, this, is, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> this is just... <laughs> of course, it's just one Santa. It's There's the only, only one, one and only Santa. There's only one Santa. What are you talking about? There's only one Santa. There's kids listening. I know. What's wrong with you? All right. Yeah, so... I, I I talked yeah. about the uh, the Navy SEAL that was uh, serving a uh, a sentence for posing with a corpse. Oh, yeah, remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
um, well, uh, his name was Eddie Gallagher. He was a Navy SEAL, and Trump uh, pardoned him. Is he in the yeah. parade? No, 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 no. No. He's not in any fucking parade. Okay. Well, the Navy then moved to take his trident, which is his this, the... Uh, the medal they wear that they earn when they become a Navy SEAL. Yes, and it's it's a very high, highly sought after you know uh, medal, and it's he's to be stripped of it. Well, now you know Trump says no, you can't do that either in his tweet. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, as he did before he released them, the admiral said, "I don't do tweets. You have to give me a direct order." Oh. So we're awaiting that direct order. We haven't. I haven't heard that the, he's done that yet, so the Trident right now will be taken away unless there's a direct order. Which, uh, watch for that. Interesting well, in this case, you know why Trump is so interested in Mr. Gallagher? Because of his defense attorneys are legal associates of Rudy Giuliani. Oh, oh my God. Get out of town. Yeah, you know, there you go. I love war criminals. That didn't go. No, no. Trump just God, loves war really, criminals. Really, Jill? You know? Yes, yes. Yes. Trump hates prisoners of war. He hates Purple Heart recipients like Vindman. Um, but he, he loves war criminals. And and that guy didn't he like behead a kid or something like that? Didn't didn't he? Well, do... that was the thing. He he was originally put on trial for murder. Yeah. Of a, of a, a teenage. Which uh, you know, a kid. minor. Iraqi uh, prisoner, but somehow he he got he got off on those charges. But the only charge that stuck was that he posed with the corpse. So he was serving something like a six month sentence. Jesus and Christ! Now he's been released. Now he's been released, and wondering why why the interest in this case? Like he doesn't give a shit about veterans or the army or anything except no. to use them as window dressing in his little in his little charade of, of hugging the flag. Yeah. Oh oh, here it is, because the defense attorneys in the case are friends of Rudy. Yeah. Oh, and President points out. Uh, uh, yeah, disgusting. President points out. President points out that Trump hates Gold Star families too. Yes, so, I said. Yeah. You know, Gold Star families too. He insulted one during the the, the campaign. POWs and one was on on the way to the funeral. Yeah, Purple Heart recipients, uh, POWs, prisoners. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Gold Star families. All of them. All of, he hates them all. You got. You gotta. But there's. But this 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 is not this is cleaning up the swamp. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah! All right, all right. Yeah. We gotta we gotta wrap things up. Rain, uh, what's your parting shot? Oh, my parting shot, because I'm on a hell of a roll. I just want people to donate some money to Center for Spectrum Services. Just please, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever. Because you know, last week we were talking about just get that vote going, get that vote going for my yeah. sister, and. They, they came in second place to a PTA. Damn, cl- it was damn close. Yeah, it was really I mean, close. Pretty much but, left everybody else in the dust, uh, except for that other place. Yeah, that other place, that PTA. Burn but, it to the ground! I'm sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> what I didn't know until t- until today was that the, the school that my nephew goes to is, it's non-profit. 
And so I really would like people to donate a couple of dollars. Give them some money because yes. they do so much good work. Um, I put it into the turnips. I put the link into the turnips page. And at the bottom of the link, there's there's a like four-minute video for one little girl who has yeah. just blossomed. So my parting shot is please donate some money. You I know, I don't mean to turn this show into like please donate. I don't want to turn it into a telethon, but no, no, that's fine. Just, I've done it. I've done it before. Goes yeah. to. I, I've done it before for less noble causes here, and I'm all for it. I might even try and do some fun little auctions on eBay and see if uh, anybody wants to get in on that action. Maybe I'll do Kenny Pick Weirdo. Oh, you know how we used to go on <laughs> look at the weird stuff on eBay? Maybe I'll put together weird stuff auctions that you guys can bid on on eBay. Fight, fight, fight. Let them fight. I, mean, I, feel like, I feel like maybe we can Let all adopt fight. Matthew as our turn up the night show kid i don't know i know that sounds weird but well i i i'd like to think of him as my uh extra nephew you know <laughs> you know i, nephew, just, I uh, want to uh, raise twenty five hundred dollars for that school let's call him let's Period. call him turn up a turnip nephew i like turnip that ne- all right turn up nephew so i dig it i dig it so that's or, my uh, parting shot yeah all right, you know, very I'll good. Put it in turnips. It's on my Facebook page. Um, if you want to donate money in his name, which would be cool because that would make him feel like, oh, I'm sort of important, which is also cool for kids with autism. Oh, yeah. Um, or any yeah. kid, really. You know. Yes, yes, any kid. Any Seriously, kid. any kid. But, but I did say, you know, PM, PM me for his name and, yes. and the address. That you're donating and, yeah, the and, name and of. we'll have a more streamlined approach to this for Tuesday as well, too. Where we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk, and we'll we'll get things rolling. Uh, but we really do have to go right now because the lunatic yes. parade I'm sorry, is coming I up. You overnight. No, it's okay. It's okay. Overnight. <laughs> you kept me overnight. What am I? I kept are, you over the turn of the night. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I thought you meant like you kept me in a kennel or something. Oh, no. So, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know what I meant. I kept you overnight in the kennel. Put Kenny Pick in the cage and gave him some kibble. Um, But anyway, uh, we love you all, guys. I'm sorry. It's been a weird and wacky, confusing week with the impeachment stuff. We're going to keep letting this stuff roll along. um, And, uh, yeah, we'll see everybody on Tuesday. Be sure to check out all the other fine programming here. Of course, uh, right after the show, the Lunatic Parade. Uh little after 10 15 <laughs> but uh check out uh, uh my check radio this sunday i believe we have some special guests and i think it's the all nerd uh show the all pop oh. culture whatever show it'll be fun uh and i think the Suze will be on as well so anyway and of course adam miles michelle uh and myself we'll see everybody on tuesday um Happy pre-Thanksgiving weekend. I don't know. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night.
Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Unicorn poop. <laughs> As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly.